This is the Troll Patrol, live with Justin Freakin'. I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm a dumbass. I'm a fucking dumbass. I was loading <laughs> I was loading OBS up as I was also logging on to my VPN. And when OBS loaded up, it couldn't sign into my restream because the VPN had a hold of my internet. <laughs> so I had to shut everything back down after I'd already started streaming because I realized the chat wasn't there. So then I opened it back up again, started streaming again. And I forgot to put the chat back up again. <laughs> Welcome to the Troll Patrol live. It is a freaking Tuesday. I'm confused because I accidentally. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yesterday, <laughs> I was having a meltdown over Elon Musk buying Twitter. And I was, I was too distraught, too triggered to do a Troll Patrol. That's what it was. At least that's what we're going with. No, no. as I've, I've said a million times on this show, sometimes I tend to eat lunch, dinner around 4, 30, 5 o'clock. I will, I will walk through there. I'll, I'll get high. I'll walk through the bedroom. I'll see the cats laying in the bed. And I'll be like, oh, kitties, you look so comfortable. And I'll lay down and I'll pet the kitties and I'll fucking fall right asleep. Musk triggered Justin indeed. <laughs> Have I been on since he bought it? I think we were just talking about the possibility that he was going to buy it. I don't think we... So much shit has happened. I don't even fucking remember. That happened yesterday, right? Musk bought Twitter yesterday fucking morning. He bought Twitter. And the, and the, the right-wingers are going nuts about it. They think this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yes, Warlord is correct. There are all kinds of things that could happen between now and probably going to take about a year. A year for the cell to actually be approved. Elon Musk don't run shit yet. I've already seen people talking about how like Twitter started working worse. Maybe, maybe the engineers are fucking with you, but like Elon Musk has nothing to do with that. Elon Musk has no power there yet. Dip. Well, that was. I figured he would pump and dump. That was my. That was my speculation. Clearly, I was wrong because if he's going private, he's not pumping and dumping because he can't dump it. He bought the company. Twitter is no longer a publicly traded company. Will be removed from the stock exchange. So I don't. I don't know. But then again, I also don't know what financial instruments are available to a billionaire that he might be. Because there are many a ways that you can squeeze uh, value out of a company. Now here's the thing: is Twitter doesn't make money. This was not a financial person, but, but this is something we're going to get into here in a little bit. We're going to talk all about Elon Musk. This is the lesbian pride flag colors. Today is the lesbian. Visibility Day, and this is Lesbian Visibility Week. So yes, I didn't even turn Discord on. I am totally discombobulated here. I'm sorry. Also, Discord is probably going to pop up over here. I don't want you guys to see my Discord. No, you don't get to see it. You don't get to see it, fuckers. No Discord for you. 
You'll get to see my friends list and stuff. I don't know why it keeps popping up over on that computer. See, I, I switch. On Friday nights, I use the monitor to my right because Sparkle sits to my right. So this is the monitor she sees. But when I'm doing the Troll Patrol, I use the monitor to my left so that it looks like I'm looking at... Because when I first started, I was using the monitor to the right. I'm like, oh, I'm looking the opposite way. So if I put it to the monitor on the left, it actually looks like I am looking at the video on the screen. For some reason, Discord keeps opening over there, and that's not where I want it to open. Take problems. Also, last I took last night's uh, opportunity of not doing a show, first of all. Better Call Saul was on. It was the season premiere and... Fu- or no, it was the third episode. Third episode. It was the season premiere of Barry. I watched on Sunday night. Better Call Saul was wild. What a fucking episode. No, I have not seen your Russian SIM card incident story. My apologies. RB Weed! Only, only have a couple little nugs left and I have them over there in the drawer. I've been like... I've got I've got resonant and and uh, Keith and scraps and like cat hair in this bowl right now. Only a couple little nugs left. College is not getting any cheaper. Dip Dustin. RB, love you guys. Who else we got in here? Lazy! Dustin, I don't know if you if you had seen this. Amnestic, welcome! Dustin, Dustin. Sparkles has decided to rename the people in chat. Like, you guys all have new names now. She, she showed me Dustin's name. Dustin is now Wa Muffins, <laughs> like like Waluigi, Wario. I I died. I died. Oh my! She calls me Dustin Muffins all the time. That's how you got to be Wa Muffins. <laughs> Ida, welcome, Elrod. I'm never just 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 know I'm never gonna remember any of your guys' alternate names. She's making it hard on I can't even remember what she renamed all my cats. One of them is Sprinkles. I don't know who Sprinkles is. Oh fuck, am I not on YouTube again? I'll fix that. I'm sorry. That was that was my fault. That's why RB popped over on the Twitch. I'm sorry, RB. YouTube will be back up and running here in just a second. I promise you. It says it's online. Okay, YouTube's okay. Producer Warlord? What's what's up with that? What's up with that? I said, what's up with that? See some Jason Sudeikis doing the running man behind me. Ooh-wee. I'm in a mood, and they woke me up this morning. And they come in here. Okay, so they're doing like a radon test in my apartment. Do you see the test up there next to the the cat tree? It's above my thermostat. It's a piece of 
It's a piece of paper on a wall with like a, a hot pocket little baggie attached to it. So they put it over there on the wall. It was right under where the cat tree was. I had to move the cat tree because I noticed that the cats were fucking with it. No, it's a radon test. It's a piece of paper on the wall. I don't have any holes. Okay, I have a hole behind my couch because when I first got this couch, I uh, I didn't know how to operate it. And just boom, right in the wall. I'm going to have to fucking patch up my wall before I move out of here. Boomer? What? What? I don't know what's going on here. This is this is the meme of the day. It's not really a meme. It's just a tweet somebody sent out. But I thought their joke was funny. Last time Elon Musk bought something that was roughly 14 years old. And it is the famous picture of him next to Ghislaine Maxwell. <laughs> what are we talking about today on the show? I missed a day of the news. Yeah, yeah, we got to talk about Elon Musk. Jack Dorsey posted a Radiohead video in relation to the Musk buyout. It's pa- Dip. Dip. Have I told the story of how my fucking house falling off the cliff? Have I said that on stream before? I'm just assuming you're one of those people that has, like, a fucking great memory. I have a bad memory. Oh, I have? Okay. Yes, my apartment my apartment building is sliding off of the mountain. The The TV station I worked at is actually at the top of this mountain. That's how I moved. That's why I'm, I'm here. Jack Dorsey has a whole thing about um, Elon Musk being the perfect person to take over. That's... Spoiler alert, the Radiohead song that he posted was Everything in Its Right Place. And the only reason I'm touching on this is because I've seen Radiohead live and I've seen Everything in Its Right Place live and I have a funny story to tell about it, so. Ghislaine Maxhole! Sky Comet! Welcome! Ah, Sky Comet, had, had Sparkles told you what your new name is? I saw it on the list right before right before I came on. Oh, also, somebody remember or remind me when we get to January sixth to talk about apparently Kevin. But there's new audio of Kevin McCarthy that has come out, and that is just breaking in like the last few minutes. And I did not have a chance to put that on my list. And we will totally go listen to that audio if you would like to. Amnestic is not Julia. Sky Comic is Frank. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sky Comic. You're Frank. Such an uneventful name. Nothing happened with my apartment. What happened with your apartment? What's up, Mandy? Definitely not Julia. I get Media Winch's Penelope. Oh, be sure to tune in to the Friday Night Freak Show and you can ask her all about her new name. She's she's made up for everybody. That's where that started this past Friday. 
Oh, oh, yes. Um, that's probably one of the reasons why my rent has... They've raised my rent a couple times since I've been here. That's one of the reasons why my rent is probably less than what it would be is the fact that um, the mountain hasn't been uh, properly, what do you call it? Um, I don't have a fucking, I don't remember what the name is for it. It hasn't been like properly. So everything is like sliding off of the side of the mountain. We have ground giveaway quite often, uh, rock slides quite often. I, there was a word for it, because when I... I worked at the radio station on the top of the mountain. Tethered, tethered. <laughs> and you would walk out on the, the back patio of the TV station. And you could see where the top of the mountain was sliding off. And they sold the station while I worked there. We started under one owner, and I fucking really liked that station. Because everyone left me alone, and... They seem to have the same news philosophy as me. The new people took over. That's when I started having a problem with that station. I'm like, eh. But when they were selling the station, there was a lot of talk about the fact that they, one of the other stations in the, in the town was going to buy it, and they were going to move us down to their studios because they didn't want to have to do whatever they had to do to, like, to reclaim the, the, the top of the mountain and shore it up. Because there's worry that the top of the mountain is going to come completely falling off. So that's that story, Tom, about my apartment falling off the side of the mountain. Might happen one of these days when we get a really rough storm. Who knows? That'd be a fun. That'd be a fun thing to happen on stream, wouldn't it? Like I start riding down the fucking mountain. The entire mountain is just giving way. It wasn't. Um, It wasn't properly whatever the fuck you would do to it, and they've they've added a whole bunch of rich people houses. They 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 keep building shit on it and stuff, and like I don't I don't know I don't know anything about archaeology. No, that's not it. Geology, geology. That would be closer. I don't know. Let's talk about some news. Let's let's go over what we're going to go over tonight. Um, if you were with me on Sunday night, I was really upset about a story out of Texas where an innocent woman was going to get executed. Even even if you take the worst case in it, or the given the facts of the case, if you if you have the worst interpretation of the case that you feel that she was abusive towards her child, she still certainly did not murder her child and did not deserve to be put to death. Texas has indeed stayed her execution. Apparently it came down to the courts. Governor Abbott was nowhere to be found. He wasn't going to stand up for uh, for what was right. That was a horrible joke. It was an ableist joke of me because fucking Greg Abbott is in a wheelchair. I am a horrible uh, uh, woke leftist, ladies and gentlemen. I make horrible jokes. Doobie! (laughs) Yes, Morgan, it was a horrible joke. 
Doobie is going to tell us about uh, personal responsibility. Oh, God. You, we went all over that. The, the inspections of the trucks coming across the border. Uh, apparently, cost is like a trillion dollars in GDP or some shit. All to own the libs. Oh, fuck. We're going to talk about prayer at football games. That is one of the topics in front of the Supreme Court. We have a coach in the state of Washington. Apparently, he was praying with his team. I believe it was after games. Maybe before games. I'm not exactly sure the details. He was fired in 2015. He has now sued the school district for wrongful termination. And uh, I'm going to come at this from a different different way than you would think I would. Promise you. Follow me on Twitter. You already know what I'm talking about. I've been tweeting about it today. There was a shooting at a Little League game. I believe it was in South Carolina last night. And we have wild fucking video. It's not of the shooting. But the shooting off to the distance of a Little League game. Madison Cawthorn, speaking of guns, Madison Cawthorn has been cited again, I believe. I don't know. I don't know if this is official citation for one of the previous incidents. Or if this is a new one, because he's done it so many fucking times. Dude carried a gun to an airport. He's been cited for having it at school board meetings. Oh, wheelie boy. Once again, that's a bad joke. There are plenty of things to make fun of with Madison Cawthorn and Greg Abbott. And plenty of things to call out without mocking them for being in a wheelchair. Because they can't help that. I feel, I really do feel bad about that, but also, like, they are shit people. Fucking, Cawthorn is in the running to, like, uh, replace Dan Crenshaw with somebody, like, wait a minute, he doesn't have an eye hole for me to piss in, I'm sorry. Piss in his lap or something? Oh. We're going to talk about the governor debate in Georgia. We've also got footage of the senatorial debate in Pennsylvania. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Text messages to Meadows have come to light. Donald Trump. Donald Trump has said that the invasion of the Ukraine. Of Ukraine. I'm sorry. Doing it again. The Netflix. The PlayStation. Donald Trump says that the invasion of Ukraine was the result of... You guys want to to take a guess? You guys want to take a guess? What caused the Russian invasion of Ukraine? The stolen election in 2020. The supposed stolen election. I guess, incidentally, it would be Biden causing it, since supposedly Biden stole the election... He did not. Biden won cleanly by 8 million votes. And I was one of them. Don't take me down, YouTube. Russia says they're being serious with their nuclear threat. We're going to talk about China's 
new lockdowns, their testing regimen, and how it's going to affect global markets. But first, we're going to start off with a story breaking in the last couple of hours. Vice President Kamala Harris, positive for COVID. Sorry, I played you guys a a video that has no sound. He will continue to isolate and work from home from the vice president's residence, said the press secretary for the vice president's office. Due to their respective recent travel schedules, Harris hasn't been in close contact with the president or the first lady. However, I did see a picture of Biden surrounded by, I think it was like an NHL team. All of them maskless, all of them right in his fucking face. Yes, I heard what Tuberville said. He is my senator. Oh, he's your senator, too. You know. You can't say that, warlord. That that would be me that would be like me saying dead queen when and you would you would get upset by that, wouldn't you? Oh god, warlord. Be glad you live in a different country. God, you're go- you're going to get me a fucking secret service visit. Apparently, the the isolation of Vice President Harris may impede the Democrats of being able to confirm uh, judges and cabinet positions this week because they will lack the the votes. This joke, my FBI agent. Harris is not alone as pretty much half of the United States has been affected with COVID-19, according to the CDC. Those people in the United States, including most children, have now been infected with the coronavirus, according to a new study from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. At a briefing for reporters on Tuesday, the CDC's Dr. Christy Clark said so many people caught Omicron over the winter that almost 60% of everyone in the U.S. now have antibodies to the virus in their blood. I don't like that they're, that they're saying that. There were other... I saw other stories promote like, oh, fucking... Half the United States has some level of immunity against COVID. Now, that may be true. But we know that immunity is waning and wanes quickly. Number is even higher for children. Almost 75% of children 11 and younger have antibodies to the virus. I wonder why that is. Because we just send them right back to school willy-nilly. Said the finding means many people have at least some immunity to the virus, but CDC officials stress that people should still get vaccinated because vaccination provides the strongest, broadest protection against seriously ill, against getting seriously ill. Immunity provided by previous infection may or may not be as protective against severe disease. You may not even end up producing any antivirus. CDC also said that cases of COVID-19 continue to rise, going up 23% last week. 44,000, apparently. Anecdotally, there's a lot of people coming back from Coachella claiming they got the COVID. Sassy Snicks, welcome! About 1.5% of the U.S. population lives in communities where there is a high prevalence of COVID at the present time. I'm amazed it's not higher. It pro- The raw numbers probably are higher. People just aren't testing. 
With 6.5% of the country in medium prevalence areas, with the rest 92% in communities with low levels of COVID. Once again, I'm doubting that number. Just anecdotally, but there are all kinds of people around me popping up having COVID yet again. This is just three, four months after everybody around me was popping up having COVID. December, January was horrendous here. Starving Shanghai residents scream at authorities during COVID lockdown. This is video from the New York Post. I mean, fuck, I don't blame them if they are not getting proper government support. At the beginning of the pandemic, China did a really good job of sending care packages. So I don't know what the deal is and why they have dropped the ball so hard this time. Speaking of vertical videos, this was the first week that I had been putting the freaking news on TikTok. Because it's a vertical video, I had to do a lot of extra work in order to put that together. But, uh, wow, organic reach is, uh, is much different. Uh, I think the freaking news on YouTube today got six or seven views. Uh, yesterday's on TikTok. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, I don't know what today's was. I didn't check it, but like yesterday's on TikTok got like 600. 16 tones. Welcome. Planet X. I mean, you may not die. I, we're at a point where the severity of illness may not put you on the brink of death, but you may not have fun for a fucking week if you catch that shit. Mayo Monkey. I like mayo. Fucking Sparkles comes over here, brings me a thing of mayo, and it's great value mayo. I'm like, nobody wants to eat this shit. I ain't ever going to eat great value mayo. TikTok has uh, organic reach now. And like, wow. Wow. I don't don't know what their algorithms look like. But like on YouTube, I'm getting punished. She got me Walmart brand mayo. I don't know, Dip. I only eat one kind of mayo. (laughs) I... I don't eat fucking off-brand mayo. Shut up. Shut up, Warlord. You don't even have Walmarts in, in UK, do you? No, you probably do. Fucking Walmart is a cancer that's spreading everywhere. Let's talk about Beijing, which had, uh... Which had been, um... Bare to the worst of COVID. Uh, apparently, I am indeed a human. Oh, New York Times don't like my fucking VPN. Is that it? 
Is that it, New York Times? You got a problem with my VPN? No. Thank you for putting my IP address up on the fucking screen. God damn. God damn. Look at this this fucking shit. Put my IP address on the screen. Lucky for me, it's not my actual IP address. (laughs) Thanks, New York Times. You suck ass. You suck ass, New York Times. Once again, if you're, if you're going to try to fuck with me, not my IP address. Try harder, bitches. A COVID outbreak in Beijing prompts an order for nearly citywide testing. Supermarkets stocked up as panic buying began. Municipal authorities ordered that almost all residents be tested three times this week to contain the rising number of cases. The prospect of lockdowns in Beijing fuels more concerns about supply chain disruptions. COVID lockdowns revive the ghosts of a planned economy in China. New Chinese lockdowns whipsaw stocks and oil. As mask mandates end, Canada's Atlantic Providence sees a virus resurgence. No! Amnestic, my porn habits are all... First of all, all you gotta do is ask me and I'll tell you about my porn habits. Oh, the drive to vaccinate the world against COVID is losing steam. Yay! New York City Mayor Eric Adams is proposing 1,400 shelter beds for homeless people to help pandemic recovery. (laughs) That's exactly right, Core. That's exactly what the New York Times does. Fuck you, New York Times. Can't believe can't believe you tried to fucking dox me. That's not even the fucking newspaper Taylor Lorenz works for. That's they, she works for the Washington Post. By the way. Get her name right. Yep, 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 yep. Tim Poole and the Daily Wire. Put up this massive billboard in Times Square. Washington Post and Taylor Lorenz docks Libs of TikTok. They included a link to private work details and an address listed as Libs Private Home. What they are referring to is a publicly available document known as her real estate license. They did indeed link to that, but just as soon as it was pointed out to them, they took it down. Like, you know, responsible journalists would. Well, yet again, it was publicly available information. Oh, 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 here's your proof that they linked to it. Here, let me link to it again and draw more attention to it. Motherfucker, another caption. Oh... Where is the real estate salesperson? Is that it? There you go. There you go. There's her address and everything. I'm just 
I'm just posting shit that Tim Pool posted. Uh, I love, I love how he's like, they posted her private information. See, here's the link. Even though they took it down, here's the link to her private information that we are so concerned about. the video oh I've not seen the whole message yeah Greenwald confirmed it oh and then he advertises at Timcast oh my god it's just promotion that's all it is And thanks to Jeremy D. Boring for the assist. You guys all know Jeremy, right? The God King of the Daily Wire. With his stupid ass fucking razors. Oh, these people are incredulous. Warlord, I missed the article you cited, but I think it was I think it was this exact article that I was gonna pull up anyway. Or at least it contains the information I was gonna I was gonna go into. US companies, China's COVID risks aren't away aren't going away anytime soon. Fuck. China's latest struggles to rein in COVID nineteen pose ongoing risks to not just its own growth. Both, but also to already distressed global supply chains. Stocks traded choppily yesterday. Amid the, this is a horribly written article. Emily McCormick. Wait a minute. I know who you are. I don't think I like you. Your article sucks. Not well written, ma'am. No, I'm thinking of uh, Emily Jablonski, aren't I, from the, from the, uh, the Hill... Tim, I have a girlfriend pool. Now, wait a minute, that was, uh, wasn't that, no, I think Tim did it too, didn't he? There's that other guy. Uh, fuck, I don't even remember his name now. There's so many grifters on the ride, I can't keep up with them. Posted your cat in Discord. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm all about being distracted, right? Got a lot, I got a lot to catch up on on uh, the Discord here, I see. Fuck, I'm sorry. I've been so... Uh... Oh, got a picture of her ear. <laughs> I know how hard it is to catch pictures of cats. I do it all the time. Oh, Shanghai food deliveries and getting people sick. Oh, I'm sorry. I am indeed on Discord. Do I get on it much? No. Um, for some reason it conflicts with my Adobe. And I think it's a, I think it's an Adobe issue. I don't think it's a Discord issue because Adobe's just been wonkier and wonkier here lately. I almost threw my fucking computer out the window today because of Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have the approval. I have the approval to actually make NFTs now. I can mint NFTs on the Freak Store. So I was going to post my first 
NX, NXT, NFT tonight. I was going to show it off on the stream, but Photoshop kept crashing. Well, I'm sorry, Warlord. Fucking. Yes, they just approved me to make uh, 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 NFTs today. Today. I'm in like a, a beta trial of it. We'll buy 10. Well, they're gonna, I'm going to do a series of trolls. You're going to get a series of trolls. Yes, troll NFT. Oh, there's a sweet baby's face. Gonna look at Amnestic's cat here. It has been forever since I've seen a Pee Wee movie. Like forever. I like how we're in the middle of like doing like all this fucking depressing shit. Yes, let's talk about Pee Wee instead. Want to move on to Russia? Was it Monday or Sunday? One of those days, uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken was in Ukraine. It was a surprise visit. This was posted yesterday from Bloomberg. He is talking about his assessment of the current crisis in Ukraine. When it comes to Russia's warnings, Russia is failing. Ukraine is succeeding. Russia has sought as its principal aim to totally subjugate Ukraine, to take away its sovereignty, to take away its independence. That has failed. It sought to assert the power of its military. I just, I don't see how, like, they're going to take a part of Ukraine. Like, some some deal that will be reached, a peace deal that will be reached, will, will include the Donbass region going to Russia, right? I just, I don't see how that doesn't happen because there's going to have to be something for, for Putin to sink his teeth into and lay claim to. Be saying that Ukraine is succeeding, that means that Russia is winning. Well, right now, right now, Russia is in the throes of an all-out blitz, but, you know, how long can they sustain the blitz? economy. We, of course, are seeing just the opposite. A military that is dramatically underperforming, an economy uh, as a result of sanctions, as a result of a mass exodus from Russia that is in shambles. Uh, And it sought to divide the West and NATO. Of course, we're seeing exactly the opposite. Uh, The first step in winning is believing that you can win. And so they believe that we can win. We believe that we can Oh, I thought thought you were going to... uh Admonish me for like a, using a term, like a World War II term, some shit. They can win if they have the right uh, equipment, the right support. And we're going to do everything we can, continue to do everything we can, to ensure that that gets them. I figured that would last longer than it did. No, we're going to get to the border here in a little bit. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't get a chance to uh, 
I didn't get a chance to put it on. We're going to talk about the border tomorrow. There's a whole. <laughs> I've got. Back. It's going to take too long for me to talk about the border to damn it in tonight. Also, I spared you guys 35 fucking minutes. 35 fucking minutes of Ben Shapiro talking about Elon Musk. Ben Shapiro spent 35 minutes on Elon Musk. No, no, I've only I've only got like nine minutes of Dan Bongino on Elon Musk instead. Why why May 9th, Warlord? Please let me know. Now, my worry is that they are They're gonna be backed into a corner and they're gonna act really irrational. Russia's uh, Lavrov says risk of nuclear war is serious. This is the foreign minister. This is the foreign minister of Russia. Недавно в январе уже нынешнего года реализовалась еще одна наша инициатива в этом же направлении. Вся пятерка. Oh shit! I I hold on. Let me translate for the people that might be listening to the audio of this. Just recently, in January this year, another one of our initiatives on that matter was realized. All five permanent members of the UN Security Council have made similar statements in the wake of the upcoming review conference of non-proliferation of nuclear weapons. All five leaders signed a declaration that nuclear war is inadmissible. And this is a fundamental point of ours. One we are guided by, and of course, I would very much not like it if, as you've said, referring to Graham, Ellison, and other respected political experts, when the risks are high enough, as it is, wouldn't want them inflated. And there are plenty of interested parties. The danger is serious. It's real. It shouldn't be underestimated. What, is somebody fucking with my internet now? We should be back. Refresh if you uh, are having an issue. I got the green light. I did see it dip down there for a second, though. Victory Day is a holiday that commemorates the surrender of Nazi Germany in 1945. It is the May 9th date that Warlord mentioned. But now let's move on to Donald Trump's assessment of what is going on in Ukraine right now, because I'm, I'm sure it's very interesting, right? Trump directly links Russia's invasion of Ukraine to 2020. All those people are dead because of a rigged election. Once again, for YouTube purposes, the election wasn't rigged. I voted for Joe Biden. Joe Biden won by 8 million votes. Trump is an idiot and a liar. Right-wingers are morons. Tones, before we move on and play this video, don't ask me why, but at 4 o'clock in the morning last night, I was laying in bed and I was thinking, 16 Tones is a play on the song 16 Tons, I assume. 16 Tones is also two octaves. Is there a reason, like, is it a double entendre? Or, like, is there a reason why two octaves would be special to you? Don't ask me why I was thinking about this at 4 o'clock in the morning last night. 
always assumed it was a play on 16 tons. Sometimes you're just laying in bed and you've got thoughts going through your head. And why, why that was on my mind last night, I have no clue. Maybe, maybe Sparkles had been talking to me about names before, before she went to bed. I mean, I don't know about Russia being screwed. I don't know. I don't see any way for Russia to get out of this looking good without mass casualties, without enormous loss of life. Oh, Dustin, no, surely not. Surely not. Tones, no, there's no way. There is no way that that, that, that would be Tones. Tones' message, there's no way. Okay, so the so the two octaves has nothing to it. It's just just to play on the. I didn't know of like um. Maybe maybe you mixed a song or something, and like like all the notes were within two octaves, and that was that was your your. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. This life is suffering. I agree with you. Okay, so Trump directly links. Russia's uh, invasion of Ukraine to 2020. Uh, that's that's in this uh, this clip right here. Of maternity hospitals being bombed. Terrible, yeah. When you see refugees being attacked as they yeah. flee, grandmothers, children, babies, uh, you see the decimation of previously prosperous cities living in a thriving new democracy. When you watch what's happening. I mean, do you agree with my assessment that Vladimir Putin is now an evil, genocidal monster? Yeah, but I also... You do? When I look at... I do, sure. And who wouldn't? What's happening is horrible. When you see rockets going into apartment buildings, and there are plenty of people in those buildings. You know, they think they're mm. like the people who moved out there. I asked you guys the other night if you wanted to watch the whole thing. Nobody said anything. I didn't prepare the whole thing. We're going to watch him talk about transition from Russia to talking about January 6th. This was a good transitional clip. Thank you. They didn't move. They want to stay because they think they're safe in their apartments. Far more people are dead than you think. When I see all the death and all that destruction, and it's such a stupid war. Mm. Because you had a country that was working, it was had problems, lots of problems, but other countries have problems. I'm sorry, amnestic. It was such a horrible waste to be doing it. You see swings outside, you see playgrounds, you see hospitals. It was a country. And the people it was a country. A lot of them were happy because they're certainly fighting <laughs> for it. But I'll tell you what I really think. I say, isn't it a shame all those people are dead, all because of a rigged election? Because if our election wasn't rigged, you would have had nobody dead. No, when you said to Putin, don't invade yeah, Ukraine, yeah. what was his response? Well, I Oh, okay, 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 so like, my original thought was that he was somehow connected, but his, his connection is that Russia wouldn't have invaded Ukraine had he been president. Fuck, it's Piers Morgan, yes, indeed. Fuck Piers Morgan. 
But like, I thought he was like some kind of fucking. He was going to talk about uh, was it wasn't there some whole conspiracy about voting machines in Ukraine and shit? I thought he was going to go deep, deep into it. But no, 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 no. His his assessment is just like Russia wouldn't have invaded if I had been president. That was that was his assessment. I was really going all QAnon with it. I told him what our response was going to be, and his response was, really? I said, really? Yeah, warlord, do something about your Piers Morgan. Believe me, good, but if he believed me only 5%, he would have said, I'll never do it. What did you say the response would be? I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that, but it was... Which one, sassy? Which one? For example, the nuclear capability? I don't want to talk about it. As he's been doing? I don't want to talk about that. What I did say is, we're going to be very strongly responding if you do... That I also said to President Xi, don't go into Taiwan. And there's going to See, he doesn't like, okay, so the Chiron says, and I don't know if he actually said verbatim, uh, rigged election led to Russian invasion. But no, he's, he's just saying, like, uh, Biden's weakness is why Russia invaded. I really thought we were going to get some Dominion voting machines or some shit in that. Uh, not batshit crazy enough for me for a Trump interview. But I'm sure we can get our batshit crazy somewhere else, right? Like Marjorie Taylor Greene. George, nice to see you this morning. I know you've had a chance to read through many of these texts. Oh, God, we've even got George Conway weighing in on this. God damn, sorry, content warning. And boy, it looks like fucking Kellyanne slapped him around or something this morning. Dude, you ain't looking good. You ain't looking so hot. You got the COVID? I tell you what, guys, if you want to watch the Donald Trump interview, we're going to come on a half hour early tomorrow. We'll watch the Donald Trump interview. 6.30 tomorrow, we'll watch it. We'll do the Trump interview, and then we'll do the the real news after. How's that sound? Booyah! I want to start with one that was just highlighted right there. Jason Miller with this draft tweet on January 6th during the insurrection itself, suggesting that the former president blame Antifa and the media for what's going on. What do you see here? He attached someone else's face to his own. The instinct, the first instinct is to lie. You know, they didn't, they had the big lie and then they caused the, caused the drama on Capitol Hill and the damage on Capitol Hill. And then the first instinct is again, just to lie. They had no evidence that Thank you, Warlord. Was likely Antifa or crazed leftists. You are a godsend. Disruption on Capitol Hill. In fact, everybody who was texting metal, everyone else who was text- texting metals was saying, you've got to get the president out here because these are his people in essence. And the first instinct, Jason Miller, you know, are we going to, what, what do we have Trump say? Well, a lie because that's what the boss does and that's what we do for the boss. And George, I wonder what you made of the text message from Ivanka Trump on November 5th, saying that they are warriors of epic proportions, telling them to keep the faith, keep the fight. Uh, she said, you are all warriors in all caps. Keep the faith, keep the fight. What do you read into that? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess she was tr- being some kind of a cheerleader. I, I, don't, I don't know that she knew anything about whether or not there was fraud. Or whether or not there was a basis to. Fight. I don't like. I don't even want to get into what the what the dynamics of those relationships like, because like even Kellyanne's kid, like the whole family seems dysfunctional. Like I, I am not a fan of George Conway. George Conway can go fuck himself. I don't like the way this lady's looking at me, 
And I don't like the befuddled look on this dude's face. Right. But she, she, you know, she was just being just a cheerleader. And, and again, I should know his name. He's faint. Like Jake Tapper. That's not Jake Tapper. They didn't care to wait for an investigation to see whether or not there was evidence of fraud. Um, you know, their, their, their instinct was to just, <laughs> we're going to make something up or we're going to find something. And that's, that's what, that's what Ivanka Trump's he, you know, text show there. He looks like a Jeff. What Mark Meadows was being told from Republicans, many of them on Capitol Hill during the insurrection. Notes from people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene saying to him, uh, Mark, I was just told there's an active shooter on the first floor of the Capitol. Please tell a You're right, Core. All of them look the same. The except for Wolf anything. Blitzer. Got pictures of this. That's from uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Mick Mulvaney says he needs to stop yeah, this now. Can I do anything to help? Barry Laddermilk says this doesn't help our cause. Congressman William Timmons says the president needs to stop this immediately. Donald Trump Jr. says he's got to condemn this shit ASAP. Um, you know, what does that tell Sassy in here saying she is okay with people just cutting all people's faces and wearing them out in public. Let me down. <laughs> okay, I, I believe it was Metro uh, Exodus I was playing. I'm, I've, I've played so many video games. I've went through them so fast in the last couple months. I believe it was Metro Exodus I was playing, and I get to this 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 group and they are like skinning people alive and like they're eating them they're cannibals and then they're like skinning them and they're they're uh curing their their flesh and like their little lab where they were curing flesh and shit was like really cool looking and when sparkles came over I'm like sparkles look at this you'd love this shit looks like the guy from texas chainsaw massacre leatherface is he calling him leatherface he looks like a he looks like a, 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 a like a cartoon version of Leatherface. Yes, Porg Weed. <laughs> I know, sassy. I I just playing with you. I'm sorry. Yes, I believe he was involved with Citizens United. <laughs> yeah, how do you forget Leatherface? I like I like the second one, where they're like uh, like Leatherface is on the back of a truck, like with this chainsaw, like woohoo! <laughs> That's all I remember about it. You don't, sassy. You ever seen the episode of Sunny in Philadelphia where, like, uh, uh, it's, it's Carly and Dee are stealing meat from Frank? Like, human meat. Weed! I don't know how much I have left. I got, like, a couple of nugs over there in the drawer, but, like, I don't know how much is left in my bowl here. Cash it out this time. So there are a lot of details going on with the January 6th investigation that I haven't gotten into because we're coming up on the hearings and we're going to hear the whole story. So there's like a trickle coming out right now. Like I touch on it. Trying to cover what the news is saying, but like 
I'm not I'm not like MSNBC. Every other fucking video I post on YouTube is January 6th, January 6th. Trump coup, Trump coup, Trump coup. CNN, same thing. I, and like I'm conflicted. Because it is a big story. I don't think we as a country have reckoned with it the way we should. Hopefully these hearings... I don't have much hope for that because the Democrats dropped the ball big time, but according to Raskin, the hearings are going to blow the roof off the house. We're going to be watching them here on the stream, but is it going to penetrate mainstream? Is it going to penetrate the national zeitgeist? I doubt it. And I think that's that's all the Democrats are betting on right now for the midterms is that everybody's going to be so disgusted with the Republican Party, but like I've... I don't think they've done a good job of tarring the Republican Party with all this bullshit. Like, uh, somebody, somebody wrote a piece, it might have been Substack, but it might have been, uh, uh, it might have been an actual publication. I can't remember now, I wish I could give it credit. But there was a, a, a piece about how, you know, they're just treating Josh Hawley as if he's a member in good standing of the Senate. Like that, there's something weird about that, knowing what we know right now. Well, hey, you're you're gonna get Trump. You're gonna get. Tr- we're gonna have plenty of Trump going into 2024. And this is this is another thing is like the Trump effect. I can like as a content creator now, coming online during Trump and existing. Post-Trump, I can tell you, my streams that I cover Trump get more views. My podcast, my podcast, the special podcast where we watch the Trump stream got more listens than the Troll Patrol normally gets. I usually get two or three people playing the Troll Patrol every day. Fucking like seven or eight played the fucking Trump rally. My views shoot the fuck up. So I like I can see why the media went goddamn crazy with this shit. Why they got all, all like on the Trump train. But I mean I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to, you know, cover it going into twenty twenty four. I mean I'm gonna have to give him air, but like I don't wanna I don't wanna be Is it's a weird place to be. I I would feel weird trying to monetize content, taking advantage of Trump. I do feel weird. Like this is all fucking weird. They haven't. They haven't. They have not done a good job of making the brand of Republican toxic. If anything, the Republicans are more popular than they were fucking two years ago. And that's insane to me. That's insane. And that is a, a fault of messaging. And that's a, that's a twofold problem. Like the Democrats, they're a big tent party. There are a lot of coalitions. 
they don't have one agenda. They don't have a, a media ecosystem that is just staying on point on message all the time. But they didn't. They didn't. They did... Like Diane Feinstein talking about like how, you know, fucking how wonderful it was to be in the, the, the hearing with Lindsey Graham and shit during the uh, Amy Coney Barrett confirmation. And fucking somebody yeet Diane Feinstein to Uranus. Come the fuck on. Lady, go go retire and enjoy what little what little bit of life you have left and what little bit of cognizance you have left. Please, get the fuck out of our hair. I, it, it drives me nuts. Moved to Pennsylvania and another coop job by the name of Mopmet Oz. I can't take you anymore, George Conway, sorry. Welcome back. Turning to the midterm elections, depending on What's how up, Chuck Todd? Senate control next year could come down to who wins Pennsylvania. Of course, there's about nine Senate races that could play that role. And because there is no incumbent running, though, Pennsylvania is the most relevant state right now. Both parties are in knockdown primary fights over what kind of candidate and what kind of political party they want to be and will advance to a general election this November. We've seen both of these fights play out. Uh, up close. In fact, we saw them both last night as both uh, parties held their primary debates. On the Democratic side, the lieutenant governor and the front runner. That's a good point, Sassy. Remained under fire from all sides. Sassy made an excellent point about like messaging, you know, nationwide doesn't always resonate in the South. You need you need people like a, a Richard Ojeda uh, from from West Virginia if you if you want progressive values. Fetterman, the the Fetterman playbook would be a great playbook to play in the South. A no-nonsense populist. Look at this guy. Especially over a 2013 incident when Fetterman, then a mayor of his hometown, confronted an unarmed black man after he says he heard gunshots. Fetterman still has a huge advantage in fundraising and in the polls. On the Republican side, we heard a lot of what's being said in Republican primaries around the country. Heap, uh, heapings of praise for the former president. Plus, candidates spreading nonsense about the 2020 election. Essentially, candidates lying to and the see, vote. see, see the Democrats, the, the the Democratic side of the race got a whole what 30 seconds from Chuck Todd just then. This is the same thing with fucking Trump. The Democrats got a whole 30 seconds, but then the 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 clown show is going on. The Republican Party is going to be the next five minutes of this piece, and that's free advertising for them. Apparently, in hopes of currying favor with the party's Trump loyalist base, take a listen to the take a listen to the two top candidates in the Republican primary race: the businessman David McCormick and Trump-backed media personality Mehmet Oz. We have a, tra- a tragedy here that most Republican voters in Pennsylvania don't believe in the integrity of the election, and there's all sorts of reasons uh, to worry about it. I have discussed with President Trump, and we cannot move on. I don't even, I don't even know how. Like, how is he running? He doesn't live in Pennsylvania. How did nobody throw up a challenge to this motherfucker? He lives in New Jersey and apparently spends most of his time in New York. 
John Oliver did a piece about uh, Oz running, and I highly recommend you go watch it. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Apparently, they uh, were across the hall from each other in the same office. Be serious about what happened in 2020, and we won't be able to address that until we can really look under the hood. Dasha Burns is monitoring uh, Luzerne County, Pennsylvania, as part of our 2022 Meet the Press County to County project. Dasha, have you thought about running yourself? Voters there. So, Dasha, tell us about it. <laughs> yeah, Chuck. Three weeks from today, voters will be casting their ballots in this high-stakes Pennsylvania primary. And you know this race has it all. It's got big money. It's got big celebrities. Three weeks from today. Warfare on the airwaves here in this state. And all of that spilled over onto the debate stage last night. The frontrunners, Oz and McCormick. Facing Maybe not Congress, but start off with school board, something in the county, consisted of city government. Fight between those two. Oz, the celebrity doctor, his Trump endorsement, that he received that endorsement over his opponent, Dave McCormick, who was also seriously seeking that support from the former president. McCormick spent most of the night trying to paint Oz as too liberal, as a flip-flopper. Anyone notice that there is a black lady at a podium? We haven't even heard her fucking name. Apparently, there is a there is a lady running in this uh, primary against these two chuckle fucks, and nobody's even mentioning her. And I want you to hear some of what he had to say about the celebrity doctor. Listen. The reason Mehmet keeps talking about President Trump's endorsement is because he can't run on his own positions and his own records. And the problem, doctor, is there's no miracle cure for flip-flopping, and, and Pennsylvanians are seeing right through your phoniness, and that's what you're dealing with, and that's why you're not taking off in the polls. Yeah, that last line from McCormick did get a bit of a round of applause from the voters that we were watching with who grow Well, well, well. Oz mentioned the Trump endorsement. The groans grew louder as he kept mentioning the Trump endorsement. And look, the heat is not uh, coming down anytime soon. Just today, McCormick out with another ad attacking Oz, this time with Trump voters right. saying that uh, the former president made a mistake with his endorsement, Chuck. Tell me about the voters. How did they react? Well, I asked them to describe what they saw last night in one word. Some of the words. Everybody is receiving a mail-in ballot in California. That's the way it should be. Everybody should receive a ballot. I absolutely, like, I think Colorado does that. A couple other municipalities do that. Exactly, Corey. That's, that's my point. They're just, like, amplifying what they're saying instead of amplifying, like, that's why I try so hard with this show. I fucked up my bandana really bad. Like, I have to walk a tight line. <laughs> The shit I really want to talk about doesn't get people watching, doesn't get extra views on YouTube. The clips I post are, you know, the culture war bullshit, but the shit I actually want to talk about is criminal justice, workers' rights and everything. But, like, you gotta fucking give air to this shit. And that's one of the things that I'm not looking forward to going into the 2024 election. Dr. Oz should just quit. <laughs> but he's not going to, and he, he may stand a chance of being the senator from Pennsylvania. However, Fetterman is incredibly popular. 
Fetterman is the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania currently. He has already won statewide office. I don't I don't know if they run separately in Pennsylvania, uh, but he's at least been on a ticket that won statewide office. So Fetterman should be uh, considered the front runner in this, I would assume. Words we heard were mean, uh, not constructive, three ring circus. They were not uh, swayed that much by the two front runners, which was uh, a bit surprising. But look, Chuck, we watched the debate with undecided voters. And when you look at the polls, uh, the most recent Franklin and Marshall poll showed uh, Oz and McCormick ahead 16% for Oz, 15% for McCormick. But a whopping 43% of voters are still undecided. That is a huge number. And I'll tell you, all of the voters we spoke with, they are Trump fans, but his endorsement of Oz did not. So they're idiots. Oz fans. And uh, last night they were somewhat unimpressed. Yes, it's Oz from TV. Frustrated the by quack the doctor. amount of attacks. They wanted to hear more from each candidate about their and own. And holy shit, I didn't realize how bad the motherfucker was until I started working for an ABC station. So he would be on, I would come in at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, he would be on when I came in. Uh, So, like, if I'm working in the studio or something, there's fucking Oz on the fucking TV. I'd be, like, cleaning the studio, setting setting the the set for the next uh, uh, show, and Oz is on, and I'm like, listen to what he's saying. I'm like, that's not true. That's not, what? That's not true. Like, I even one time remember coming out of, like, the, the, like, back closet and, like, motherfucker, like, looking at the TV, like, how can you fucking say that? Shoot it my way, Amnestic. Send it to me in PM. We're gonna, right now, what we want to watch is the Georgia governor's debate. And hopefully we're gonna get, actually, more clips from it. Well, false claims about fraud in the 2020 election kicked off Georgia's first gubernatorial debate between the two Republican frontrunners. Caitlin Huey Burns is here now to break down what happened and what is next for this race. Caitlin, good morning. Hey, good morning. So walk us through what happened last night. Well, Vlad, this was a really significant moment in this debate because David Perdue, who's the former senator of Georgia, running for governor in the Republican primary, he started this debate by looking directly at the camera and saying that the 2020 election was fraudulent and was, quote, stolen. And, of course, we know that is not true. Well, he is an idiot, and that is a lie. Borg, I bet there is a, uh, I bet there is like a, um... Oh, what's that dude's name? Used to work for Super Deluxe. He's a fantastic editor. His shit goes viral all the time. I think he's with Vice now, or he's at least collaborating with Vice. Ah, ah, Vic Berger. I bet Vic Berger's done one. I bet Vic Berger has done an Oz video. True. Those are false claims being perpetuated by the former president. But it's significant that it's happening in this uh, particular race or this rhetoric is happening in this particular race. Remember, there were several recounts in Georgia, including a hand recount. As you remember, we covered all of them uh, in this. Oh, uh, yes. The Illuminati channel. Fucking love them. They do like they uh, I think they do the corporate casket videos and shit. Love them. Uh, I have not watched this video on Oz, but I'm sure it is fantastic. I was trying to think of YouTube channels that would uh, would cover Oz like that. And that's a great one. They probably have a lot of fantastic clips. 
Uh, Rebecca Watson has probably done videos on Oz, but might not be showing clips of him. Rebecca Watson is always awesome. Uh, we went down there to cover the runoff election in which Purdue ended up losing to John Ossoff. And that Senate race, that runoff, was, uh, you know, very, very significant because Democrats were able to take control of the Senate because of that race. Um, and that's, you know, uh, was able to help uh, the Biden ad- agenda, you know, move forward. Uh, but you have here a Republican. Now, did it? <laughs> Continuing. What? What? Help the Biden agenda move forward? What the fuck are you talking? What agenda, ma'am? There has been no agenda move forward. The the one infrastructure bill that passed wasn't the actual Biden proposal bill. That was like the compromise bill, ma'am. None of the Biden agenda has passed. Two years later, to say without any evidence that the election was mm. stolen, that tells you a lot about where the Republican Party is right now as we are in primary season. So this is a gubernatorial uh, debate, right? So this is, this is about s- the, the state of state elections. But mm-hmm. does it say something about now the... Remember, we have Stacey. And this, okay. is another, this is another, like we're talking about the Georgia gubernatorial race. Not even mentioning the Democrats. Which I don't know that they had a debate because I think Stacey Abrams is running unopposed uh, uh, on that side. Which, would you really want to go up against Stacey Abrams in Georgia? It really does, Anne Marie, at this point in time, because we are in the middle of Republican primaries for governorships, for uh, House seats, for Senate seats. And these are all really critical races to watch to see kind of where the party is going. So uh, someone like Purdue, he was uh, drafted into this race, essentially, by former President Trump, who has a vendor. Dark raving. The current governor there, Republican. Battle of possum. Governor Kemp. The reason that Trump is going after. You've missed it all. He certified the election in the state of Georgia. He did the basic fundamentals of his job by certifying the election results. Remember, there were several recounts and audits uh, in that state to verify. I'm glad I saw it was Lesbian Visibility Day. The basis of Purdue running here. So that tells you a lot about where the Republican Party is. If if someone like Purdue is successful and I would have been sad if I'd missed it behind in the polls to Kemp, uh, that shows you kind of where the, the party is. So Georgia, that primary happens next month. There are other primaries in which Trump has endorsed candidates uh, that also are taking place next month. Ohio, for example, just kicks off in about a week. Uh, so those are races to watch as we're looking at kind of the evolution of the Republican Party post-Trump, whether it still is attached to these false election claims, whether that gets you anywhere in the Republican Party. We'll get some of those answers next month. Mm. Uh, so uh, where does this, the race stand? And let's talk about the main issues that are affecting vo- voters uh, in the city. As I understand it, you guys move in easily with each other. Republican has been leading Purdue in most polls. And uh, Republicans that I talked to on the ground there say that Kemp is... I have met some lesbians that think with their dicks. It's, it's really weird. The, the Republican nomination at this point. What's really interesting here is that Kemp is trying to run on the issues that Republicans would like to run on... Not the, uh, you know, false election claims, but Uh. on the economy, on inflation. Kemp is running ads talking about ways in which he reopened the state post-pandemic. He's been going after Democrats on inflation. Good night, Borg. State of the economy. So really kind of focusing on those issues. He's also been traveling around the state. I'm sad you're going to miss the kitty. uh, 
it's a, it's a very cute kitty. Uh, new kitties. Kind of, you know, pocketbook, kitchen table issues. So the idea that uh, those primary is really around the false election claims, you know, says a lot. Uh, you know, Kemp, if he is successful, uh, that would also be a, you know, sign for Republicans hoping to kind of get away from those false election claims. So, well, I mean, it ain't going to happen because you're going to have Trump just pop right back up. After the midterms. And fuck, fuck. Let me tell you, we're going to get into the Elon Musk thing in here in a little bit. Like, Republicans do not want him back on Twitter. You know, fucking Democrats. Democrats should be begging for him to be put back on Twitter. That's the crazy part, is all these right-wing commentators are like, Trump needs to be back on Twitter. It'll make the liberals' heads explode. Meanwhile, that is the best thing that could happen for the Democrats electorally. Idiots. Idiots. Let Trump just run his mouth about everything going on. Do it. Fucking idiot. Speaking of idiots. Right wingers are morons. Madison Cawthorn. Hold on, hold on. Seen here. We've got a little bit of developing news. Looking cute in his big hoops and his lingerie. Carolina Congressman Madison Cawthorn has been cited for bringing a loaded gun to the Charlotte airport today. This is according to the TSA police. Let me bring in NBC's Julie Serkin, who's on the Hill. So, so... This is again, again, it's like four times, four times he has taken a loaded gun to school board meetings. I believe he's been cited for it uh, on the floor of the house. They had to change the rules. This keeps happening. Hey, Cawthorn, why are you so scared, buddy? Why you got to take a gun with you everywhere? Well, Julie, bring us up to speed. Yeah, Hallie, Madison Cawthorn, a congressman from North Carolina, was going through the airport this morning in Charlotte, and it was cute there. He was go- in his bag, excuse me, when he was going through the TSA security, like everybody does when they travel, a loaded gun. And what they did was TSA officials actually seized that gun you see there on your screen, and they cited him um, for possession of a dangerous weapon on city property. They then released him. Investigators said that he was cooperative with them. With them. Um, but this can be punishable up to a $13,000 fine. I will tell you, though, Hallie, this isn't the first time that the congressman has been stopped with a loaded gun in an airport. Um, I feel like I... He actually had one on him when the January... See? Stopped again <laughs> with a loaded gun in an airport. I feel like uh, I feel like I should, like... I pledge allegiance to the reporter and her flag-looking dress. It's not even the first time he's been caught in an airport. What an asshole. January 6th riot happened last year. Uh, he said he was protected that way. So this is somebody who quite often travels and carries around a loaded gun with him. Any response from his office yet, Julie? No, not yet. We reached out to his office. They haven't responded. I already don't like Twitter because there's too many. There are too many cute trans girls like showing off their booties and stuff. And like, hey, stop doing that. I'm trying to work here. <laughs> I'm trying to fucking argue with right-wingers and, like, I'm scrolling through my timeline. There's, like, just, you know, booty, 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 girl dick. I'm like, oh, like, you're distracting me. Yeah, so we'll keep you updated when that happens. You never used uh, Twitter, Amnestic? I like Twitter better than Facebook. 
I forgot how much I liked Twitter until I got back on there and I've been raising hell. Like I've been I've been banned. Like I'm I'm back on Facebook tomorrow. Um I don't think it's in time for the troll patrol tomorrow night. But uh I'm back on Facebook tomorrow. I I I I've been trolling on Twitter since I'm banned on Facebook. Like the fucking fourth time in an airport? Good goddamn. Yes, amnestic Twitter. Twitter is like cool with nudity, and there are all kinds of cute trans women. Cause like you just like one of them, and then like Twitter just keeps keeps throwing girl dick at you. And I'm like, I like I love them, but like you're distracting to me. It's it's hard for me because like my my Twitter feed is nothing but like. News, 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 politics, news, 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 girl dick. Maze, this thing is still going. I've got these, I got these two little nugs over there in the drawer I've been saving. I'm just I'm, I'm trying to wait till as long as I can before I actually break them out. Um, sometimes, a lot of times, it started when I was in um, started when I was in college, and um, my girlfriend used to paint my nails all the time. <laughs> so like I just I just let her, and then like I had a I had a friend like. Molly Mayhem, the original uh, co-host of the Friday Night Freak Show, he had this color change nail polish. And, like, I wore that for the longest fucking time. Like, you wouldn't be able to tell when you were inside that I had nail polish on, but I'd go outside and, like, it, like, would become, like, wild colors and shit. <laughs> oh, okay, so... I had to explain girl dick to my friend the other day. Uh, I'm not a femboy. I like femboys. That's that's who I go after when I'm on Grinder. I I like I like the feminine side of the spectrum. But like sometimes they'll just be like I was doing stand up at this club one time and I came off stage. And I knew the dude, and he, like, just, like, he grabbed me. He's like, I'm going to fuck the shit out of you sometime. And I'm like, I might be into that. What? I was not expecting that. I was not expecting to be into you talking to me like that. That's never happened before. And it's very rare. Like, most people, I don't have that kind of dynamic where I'll let you talk shit to me. But, like, he was just all like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, it was just something. But usually I don't go for masculine guys. To recover Crimea and Live Journal. But then the 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 I kept painting my nails um when I was doing stand up. Because I'm very animated with my hands and stuff, and also like Who's this weird freaky looking dude getting up a stage? I got I gotta hear what he has to say. It just it gives me like a Another little bit of flair, and I don't, you know, a lot of guys will paint their nails like, uh, you know, black or shit. Like, like this is like sparkly. Gr- this is from, um, this is from four twenty. 
That's when I painted them last. They're sparkly green, or they were sparkly green. I wear I wear sparkly nail polishes. Here's here's the problem is I don't have any nail polish remover right now. <laughs> nail polish remover. And like the last time I went to paint my nails, like I had to like use the very last and I keep forgetting to Today I forgot to get fucking chocolate when I ordered groceries. Oh no, like I don't I don't like I I I I support Ukraine. I support Ukraine's independence to be whatever it wants. I find the, like the putting the Ukrainian flag in your bio, I find a little cringe. But then again, you know, when we, when we had the, the shit popping off in the, in the Middle East last year, I, I had the, you know, free Palestine up in the corner, but like. U.S. foreign policy has a lot more to do with the fact that Palestine isn't free. So I felt like, you know, that's that's my statement on U.S. policy. Because we prop up the Israel uh, Israeli apartheid state. I don't know. With Ukraine, I don't feel like it's my place, right? Like I commented on, I comment on it from the lens of U.S. policy. Also, I saw a thing where, like you know, traditionally, leftists always oppose. You know, inter- don't go fight in the rich man's war. Like you know, Eugene V. Debs and shit. I like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put anybody down if they want to show their support for Ukraine, put up a Ukrainian flag, you know, showing showing the lesbian uh, visibility flag or the the lesbian flag on Lesbian Visibility Day is a is a much more important thing to me than with Ukraine I'm I, I I'm not really affecting any kind of policy as I said with Palestine like it's U S policy that props up Israel with Ukraine. I don't feel like I have a... My stance is for U.S. to stay out as much as possible. I guess what we're doing now with logistics... Because, like, as as I've explained, there's no good scenario. Like, if we go in and we arm rebels, that's backfired on us every fucking time we've done that. Hello, 9-11. You know, if we we hit them with these hardcore sanctions, it's going to hurt the Russian people. There are no good options. But just to let Russia run goddamn wild is going to be bloodshed and a humanitarian crisis, a refugee crisis. I like it's a complicated situation. That's one of the things that I I get upset when I see other commentators, you know, making it out to be like a black and white issue. There is a lot of nuance to this, and I don't think anybody has a, an answer. And Generally, I don't trust the U.S. foreign policy apparatus. I think I'm justified in that. So here's a piece I saw from Fox News. We're talking about Biden's border crisis here, apparently. I was going to possibly talk about all the shit that's going on. Kevin McCarthy went down to the border yesterday, I believe it was. They gave a whole press conference. It's a thing. They have plans to do... Uh, we'll get into it tomorrow, but they have nefarious plans 
to impeach a bunch of Biden officials. And the first one they're going to start with is Secretary uh, Mayorkas because of the border. We're going to get into all that tomorrow. But like this, this is Fox accusing the media of ignoring the news of the Texas soldier that was missing at the border, which I found odd because I can confirm that every different station covered it. I saw it when I was looking up the story Sunday night when I did the story. Leftist streamer did the story about the guardsman that was supposedly rescuing uh, migrants, but I have my doubts about. Hispanic Caucus today, as members of his own party are accusing him of catering to activists and ignoring his own border patrol. That blowback comes as Republicans accuse the Department of Homeland Security Secretary of endangering American citizens by failing to secure our southern border. They're setting up for the impeachment. Uh, David Spunt, uh, Spunt joins us now, live from Washington with more. Hey, David. That's their plan. To you three. Uh, it's not on his public schedule, but the president is expected to meet privately with the Congressional Hispanic Caucus uh, at some point today, sitting in on a meeting and expect him to get... Wait, into- wait, wait. Is this Eddie Munster grown up? What the fuck is going on here? Uh, specifically, not only what some of these policies of this White House are doing to migrants, but also Americans, not only living in border states, but Americans. Does this guy have shorts on? Pan down. Concern among some Democrats that the party is in trouble in November, meaning the Democratic Party. One of the reasons is because of this administration's border policy, specifically the inability to get a real grip on the surge of illegal immigration that is happening daily. Right now, Title 42. To the policy that expels illegal migrants from the United States, citing COVID concerns, will end May 23rd. That's less than a month away. That means there's expected to be this massive surge at the border. That, that is not any monster. Several Democrats have come out publicly to warn of the surge that will come as a result of the end of Title 42. That's Pro- a face George Conway would steal. House to <laughs> keep t- That's to- a great callback. Excuse me. Yes, they're listening to the immigration activists, but my question is... This is Henry Cuellar, a Democrat from Texas. And more importantly, who's listening... By the way, he is being uh, investigated by the FBI. He's actually a Trumper, a Democratic Trumper. Thus, the reason why he is being heralded by Fox News. ...to the border communities... And some sad news we've been following over the weekend. 22-year-old Bishop Evans, a Texas National Guard soldier, went missing after reportedly trying to rescue two migrants who appeared to be drowning while crossing the Rio Grande River from Mexico. A delegation... And I, like, I hate to impugn your name if you legitimately were trying to rescue them. I really do, but I have... Like, it's not you personally that I have my doubts about. It is the U.S. government. And specifically, uh, any any agency uh, administering border policy, any law enforcement agency, I don't fucking trust you. Period. End of story. Unless I see video that you were trying to rescue the migrants, I'm probably going to assume that you were trying to apprehend them, whip them, detain them, wh- whatever the fuck. But I just, I'm, I'm appalled by the fact that they say that the media ignored the news because I know every fucking outlet covered it. What the fuck? But, but Fox's viewers will fall for this bullshit because their viewers don't watch any other outlet. 
of Republican members of Congress will head to Eagle Pass, Texas, not far from where he went missing later today. Back to you. David, it's pretty amazing when, when they had that, what they thought was a controversial move by those Border Patrol agents on horses. The president ran to the microphone, the vice president ran to the microphone, we're going to investigate this. But has there been any acknowledgement by the president that this Border Patrol agent uh, is assumed drowned? Not publicly yet. Um, today he's going to... By the way, I do believe that's been confirmed that he did indeed drown. He said Border Patrol agent, uh, fucking, that, is that Kilmeade? Kilmeade's an idiot. It was a National Guard soldier. Like, this was this morning's Fox News, I guess, or maybe it was yesterday's. Texas Guardman drowns after rescue attempt during border uh, mission. Body of a Texas Guardsman at, on the southern border uh, mission who dove into the Rio Grande River to rescue drowning migrants was found Monday morning, the state's governor's office announced. Uh, I guess that Specialist Bishop Evans, 22, was a field artilleryman assigned to a battery field artillery regiment. Joined the National Guard in May of 2019 and served in Kuwait and Iraq. Evans went into the Rio Grande River near Eagle Pass, Texas, while attempting to rescue two drowning migrants. The two survived and are currently in custody, according to a statement. Apparently, they, they, they've been charged with trafficking. I still, don't, I still don't believe rescue. There's no other details. No other details put in there. So I, I have my doubts. He'll be meeting on the South Lawn uh, with the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's the only public event that he has today. Again, the meeting with the Congressional uh, Hispanic Caucus, not public. But uh, no, we've not heard from him yet, at least on camera. Right. And it's not going to be public because, uh, you know, that's probably going to be a tough conversation they're going to have with the president. But, David, ultimately, the president's party wants to win in November. So it sounds like, if you look at the public opinion polls, he really needs an... The White House has issued a statement. He needs a way to say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and extend it indefinitely or, or whatever, not just pull the plug on May 23rd. What is the offering? Apparently it was yesterday afternoon, so it was yeah, right after this aired. And, uh, several Democrats may have the answer, others may not. I mean, you're seeing people like Henry Cuellar and other members that are starting to speak out more. Cuellar is one that we've Always had does. on for, yeah. for a while. Mm -hmm. He's been speaking about it for, you know, really since the president took over back in January 2021. But as far as an off-ramp is concerned, Title 42 is a major turning point. Uh, and it, it, apparently at this point, it's not too late for... You think he might have been shot by Border Patrol agents? I mean, it's not unheard of. We were, we're just a couple of days removed from the anniversary of the death of Pat Tillman. You guys don't know who Pat Tillman was. He was a football player in the NFL, left a lucrative contract after 9-11 to go serve in the military because he thought he was doing the right thing. Got there, uh, became disillusioned with the war after several months, thought the war was illegal as fuck. That's what he said. Because he was a high-profile uh, uh, athlete, celebrity, serving in the military. He was killed by friendly fire. The Department of Defense covered it up. And the family does not have nice things to say about the U.S. government and the military. So I'm, I don't put it past them. 
That's, that's the reason why I'm so skeptical. Yeah, the Pat Tillman story is a tragic story. That's 2003, 2004, something like that. Probably 2003, So I think he was in Afghanistan. He might have been in Iraq. For him to right. um, continue Title 42. Absolutely. I mean, May 23rd, it, expi- it, it expires, but it could continue. Yeah, it's okay for the kids to wear masks up in Died in April, died April 22nd, 2004. But no, we're going to end Title 42 because Over down there. at the border, I guess the COVID's not as big of a deal. Well, if you come from... Yeah, killed in Afghanistan. Thanks, if you, you come bet. from France, you. don't you need your nose swabbed? Yeah. Right? But, yeah. but if you come don't from... Don't you need to show a passport to get back in the country? I thought so. Uh, but so it's a little bit different. But the other thing... Uh, I, uh, uh, pretty sure they're they're testing migrants at the southern border. He'll extend it, probably to July. But and it's going to act like, well, I address, but I address. He's going to say, I address the. And the the Title Forty Two thing is weird to me because they're like, let's lift all the COVID restrictions. That was a COVID policy that was strictly put in place to ship migrants out because they were bringing COVID. It was horrid then. It's horrid now. Biden shouldn't continue it. It's weird that these assholes that have been talking about COVID restrictions are are begging for this COVID restriction to remain in place. Idiots. The the border issue by, it may be extending Title 42. And yet, with Title 42 in place, they're still not enforcing it the way they should. They're still not enforcing the remain in Mexico like a judge told them to. So now you have the governor of Texas has to cut separate deals with mayors in Mexico in order to stop the influx of all of Central and South America. So it is, I don't even, even when the president, if the president gives in. Why are people fleeing Central and South America? Have you read a fucking history book? Brian Kilmeade. I hate to tell you, but they ain't fucking fleeing for just no goddamn reason. We, the United States, destabilize their countries on purpose. Idiot. In here, he's not giving in to conservatives. He's still blown open the border and has shown no interest in controlling it. It has to be intentional. Well, Kamala Harris doesn't go to the border. The, our own president hasn't mentioned this 22-year-old Bishop Evans, the... The, uh, uh, Harris went to fucking Columbia, didn't she? Trying to rescue two that's where. That's, she told to- she went. To, she went to Columbia, or um, uh, did she go to Venezuela? I don't remember which which country she went to, and said, "Don't come here." She did that to appease these assholes, and they're still going to call her a communist and say she's doing nothing. It's insane. Why can't the Democrats do the right thing instead of trying to appease these fuckers that are never, ever going to give them credit? Trafficking, drugs, and he goes missing. They said that they think he might have drowned. They notified his family on Friday. He's from Arlington, Texas. That's right. He's in the Texas uh, National Guard. Uh, He was a specialist, a field artilleryman. He's in Guatemala. He said he served the guard uh, two years. He was deployed to Kuwait. He had assignments in Iraq as part of Operation Spartan Shield before serving the Texas border. And he was assigned to what is being referred to as Operation Lone Star. That is uh, Governor Abbott's effort to try to beef up things on our southern border. But nonetheless, he is presumed dead at this hour, went missing, trying to save uh, 
either one or two migrants who appeared to be drowning. Here's the thing. Uh, now the Texas Here's the thing. I don't believe it. Safety has said that those migrants apparently were involved in illicit transnational narcotics trafficking. So he saved his life. Uh, He's tried to save the lives of two people who were bringing drugs into our country. And that is a terrible story. And when you look at the Netflix This is fucking fear-mongering. Let's go ahead and put it up. How much between Friday morning and Sunday at 12.30 p.m. did the networks cover it? Nobody covered it except ABC. Between Friday morning and Sunday at 12.30 p.m., how much did the network cover it? Weird to be like, what time on Friday morning? You're not making a specific, like, any time on Friday morning? So are you saying that maybe MSNBC, CNN, NBC all covered it on Friday morning, but they didn't mention it, you know, after 10 o'clock? It is very specific. It is very weird. Also, it's weird of Fox to accuse other outlets of not call, uh, covering a story. Uh, how much, uh, how much did you guys cover, uh, Mark Meadows texts? Huh, Fox? I bet you, I bet you didn't touch on that one, did you? No, the story has not been verified, RB. That's why I keep saying, uh, I, I don't believe it. Also, 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 if you are risking your life to bring drugs across the border to me here in the U.S., thank you for your service. You are admirable. Not, not, not the motherfucking National Guard. You, the person bringing drugs into the United States from outside of the country, I salute you. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. They're, they're talking about this dangerous crossing, uh, swimming through a fucking river. I can't, like, what kind of drug shipment are they going to bring over, like, swimming through a fucking river? You're right, Ida. It's coming across in, in trucks, even planes, boats. Doocy's an idiot. Fox is horrible. Fuck them all. That should have been the name of the Metallica album. Fuck them all. Do you remember last week? Might have been Sunday. It was Sunday night. It was Sunday night we played this. It was only a couple days ago we played the video of Senator, uh, was it Mallory? Uh, fucking shit. What was her name? She is amazing. Mallory McMorrow. That's who I was talking about. Let me pull up, refresh your guys' memory on the speech. We won't watch the whole thing again, but this was her on the Michigan you, uh, Senate floor on Tuesday of last week. I didn't expect to wake up yesterday to the news that the senator from the 22nd district had overnight accused me by name of grooming and sexualizing children in an email fundraising for herself. So that's the accusation. That's exactly what happened. A Republican accused her 
of being a groomer. There's the speech if you guys want to go back and watch it. I highly recommend it. It's fantastic. I want you to see the way the Daily Wire covered this. Content warning. It's gonna piss you off. Michigan lawmaker receiving death threats after Democrat speech goes viral. So the victim here is not the Democrat who was accused of being a groomer in order to raise money and standing up for herself and calling out the bullshit from the Republican Party. No, the victim, according to the Daily Wire, is the woman who originally called her a groomer. A Michigan state lawmaker is receiving death threats after one of her colleagues spoke out against her earlier this week in a viral speech from the floor of the Michigan Senate. Michigan Senator Lena Tice told the Daily Wire that she and her family has received death threats in the days following a speech by her Democratic colleague, Senator Mallory McMorrow. Tice said the threats have been forwarded to law enforcement. First of all, I'm getting some vibes that, you know, she probably sent it to herself. The Republicans have a history of doing shit like this for PR purposes. Now, here's the thing is, I get death threats. Any Anyone of any size on the fucking internet gets death threats. So acting like this is a big fucking deal is insane. Statement to the Daily Wire, McMorrow's office said that no one should be on the receiving end of death threats. It is abhorrent. I don't know. I don't know what the the state senator on the Republican side has an issue with because McMorrow didn't do anything. Last week, McMorrow was one of three Democrats to walk out of the Michigan Senate chamber as Tice played o- or prayed over the session and specifically over children. Dear Lord, across uh, the country, we're seeing in the news that our children are under attack that there are forces that desire things for them other than what their parents would have them see and hear and know. Dear Lord, I pray for your guidance in this chamber to protect the most vulnerable among us. They left out the fundraising email where they called her a fucking groomer. Senator Dana Polhunky who walked out of the chamber with McMorrow, called Tice's prayer an attack on the LGBT community and said it was beyond the pale on Monday. Tice's campaign sent out a fundraising email condemning gender-bending indoctrination. So they did mention the email. They did mention the email, but don't mention that that, that the woman called Senator McMorrow a groomer. Oh, oh, mate. Maybe they are. Maybe they'll point it out. They printed the fucking email. I spoke too soon. These are the people we are up against. Progressive social media trolls like Senator Mallory McMorrow, a Democrat from Snowflake. I don't know if Snowflake is the name of a district in Michigan or if she's just calling her a Snowflake. Who are outraged. They can't teach sick, can't groom and sexualize kindergartners. That's that's the, the correction that her grammar was off, the sick. 
can't groom and sexualize kindergartners or that eight-year-olds are responsible for slavery. They believe that we, as parents, do not have the right to help our children navigate their adolescence or, or their education. These enlightened elites believe our rights end at the curb of the school drop-off, and we must surrender to the wisdom of the teacher unions, trans activists, and the education bureaucracy. So, called her a fucking groomer. Daily, Daily Wire's like, hey, she called her a groomer. Morrow responded to the email in a speech on the Senate floor the following day. Interview with the Daily Wire, Tice said that the language of the email was snarky and that she would have written it differently in hindsight. You called her a groomer. You stood by, like, the serfs have been big on this. Like, uh, Lance on the serfs has pointed out on stream several times that apparently they don't know what the word grooming means. Very specific. To entice or coerce a child uh, with the uh, ex- express idea of having sex with them or something something along those lines. Very specific. They seem to be unaware of what the term actually means. At this point, the right wing just thinks groomer means gay. Okay, so Sassy, the the defamation thing, she might have a case, but she's also a public figure, and and defamation against a public figure is really fucking hard. Uh, The reality is, I do believe this content is grooming our children, Ty said. Once again, clearly doesn't know what the word grooming means. Here, let me... God. Let me get the actual definition here. The practice of brushing... Oh, I'm sorry. The action by a pedophile of preparing a child for a meeting, especially via an internet chat room with the intention of committing a sexual offense. So the action by a pedophile preparing a child for a meeting, especially via an internet chat room with the intention of committing a sexual offense. That is the definition of grooming. It is clear that this woman is using the term wrong. Emphasize that the number of educators she believes teach this content is small, but children and parents are left in a very dangerous place because you don't know which teachers are pushing sexualized content. Bullshit. This is more moral outrage, more moral panic. Fuck off. Controversies over CRT. Gender identity and mask mandates drove parents out to school board meetings last summer to demand greater oversight in their children's education. So, the controversy over CRT, gender identity, and mask mandates was 100% fabricated by outlets like the Daily Wire. So, that's what drove the parents out to the school board meetings. And then, the Daily Wire covered the school board meetings and acted as if they were vindicated. See, look, the parents are outraged over this. We didn't make this up. They don't understand the definition of CRT. They don't understand the definition of grooming. Or they just don't fucking care. There's dishonest actors that do not care and that they know their base is fucking stupid. I just, I saw the Daily Wire frame it like that and I about lost my shit. Fuck you, Ben Shapiro. Fuck you, Jeremy Boring. Michael Knowles. Fucking uh, Andrew Clavin. And most of all, fuck you, Matt Walsh. You're all pieces of shit. 
and morons. But hey, 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 they think, they think that they are protecting children. They are, they, they think the biggest danger facing children are that teachers are talking about gay people or some shit. Meanwhile, here is video from a Little League game last night in South Carolina. to see children run for their lives in fear from a baseball diamond. And what's sad is that the kids know how to react. That's the saddest thing to me, is that the kids know how to react. You see them dugging down. It happened in Charleston, South Carolina last night. Dozens of gunshots fired near youth baseball game in North Charleston. North Charleston police said no one was injured in the volley of shots. One of the team's coaches say they had already petitioned for North Charleston to not be allowed to host recreational games at the park due to violence in the area. Tuesday, ABC News 4 obtained a report from the police department that contains information of a second shooting near the ballpark just an hour later. North Charleston City Mayor Keith Summy has pledged a $10,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of those responsible for the shooting. It destroyed the hearts of a lot of people, mothers, fathers, children, out here participating in sports within our city. We'll not tolerate this behavior, and we will not allow this behavior to carry forward. But not only, not only do right-wingers not care about this kind of shit, not making sure that kids are safe from gun violence. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. Also, I want to point out something. Right-wingers keep talking about this uh, rise in crime. I want to point out this um, this graph showing a dramatic rise in the number of people who are uh, uh, carrying now, thanks to constitutional carry. You think that might have something to do with it? Because, like... We're not actually seeing a rise in petty crime. We're seeing a rise in violent crime. We're seeing a rise in homicides. Huh. Weird. I wonder if there's... Now, in statistics, correlation does not mean causation. But the amount of firearms in any country is directly related to the amount of violence. 
Except for Sweden, it breaks that rule. The only fucking country. It's an outlier. I can, I can, like, if I still have that graph somewhere, I don't think I do. Do I? Hold on. It is a wild graph. Uh. Yep, no, I don't have it handy. Well, here's the thing, Sassy, is just having a gun makes you a bigger asshole. <laughs> like, they have done studies on this. Like, you're 20% more likely or something to, to, to be aggressive on the roadway if you have a gun in your car. It's wild. I mean, I'm not anti-gun. I'm on the left, you know. Uh, any attempt to disarm the proletariat to be frustrated by any means necessary with violence. I've, I fuck the quote up every time. I fuck the quote up every time. My issue, my issue, and the 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 thing that I stand behind, and you can do this without having to make any changes to the Constitution. Perfectly legal within the the Second Amendment. Ban the commercial sale and manufacture of firearms. Ban the commercial sale and manufacture of firearms. Boom! I don't care if you own a gun. I don't think there should be fucking Remington out here trying to make gun laws as lax as possible so they can sell as many guns as possible. Well, I mean, I'm not anti-owning a gun. I personally am anti-owning a gun because I know the statistics that I am more likely to have a gun used against me, have it stolen, used... uh, used against a loved one, accidentally discharge it and kill a loved one, kill myself. Now, suicide is included in that. But that's the, like, you're more likely to use a gun to hurt somebody you love yourself, have it, you know, used against you in a robbery than you are to prevent a violent crime. That's just, that's just what the statistics say. And I'm clumsy. I'm stupid. I ain't going to fucking own a gun. I said discharge. It's a grift to buy something. That's exactly right. And that's... Ban the commercial sale and manufacture. You want to make your guns at home? Go for it. I'm all about it. Fucking, we don't need Glock, Remington, any of the... We don't need the NRA out here fucking lobbying. Period. Oh, and before we move on, I know this wasn't in the school, but I just want to I just want to stress, remember kids, shoot up drugs, not schools. Yes, yes. That's the thing, and I had to... I, I have a friend that deleted me because of this. He's a hardcore libertarian. He was a, a Air Force vet. And he always disagreed with me about guns. And I'm like, hey, look, here's the thing. is like, you've got issues with depression. I don't want you owning a gun just because I don't want you to hurt yourself. That's the main thing. That's why I don't want you owning a gun. And he fucking deleted me over that shit. 
What dip? That didn't make any sense to me. I still don't want you... Okay, so most people, survivors of suicide, most people that survive are glad they survived. So the likelihood of one succeeding with going through with suicide has to do with the means. You're far more likely to succeed if you have a gun. So I, I don't want people to have those in their possession. <laughs> That's what I said, amnestic. I don't want you to do it with drugs either, motherfucker. I'm the guy you do drugs with that's going to that's gonna talk to you about proper dosing, that's going to make sure that you're hydrated. I Like, I care for people. Make sure that you're, you're not fucking doing some kind of drug on an empty stomach. You got to make sure you're, you're well fed. I... I sympathize with you with you guys. I have never in my life experienced suicidal ideation and I can't imagine what it's like. But I've lost too many friends to it. And that's one of the reasons why it's an issue I care about. I mean, uh, like... I've got one friend I understand because she had terminal cancer and she wanted to she wanted to go out on her terms and like okay cool. But other than that, like everybody else, including her son that did it with her, that's a, that fucking I'm I'm sorry to tell this story. Her son had a a. Really messy breakup. Flunked out of school because of the breakup. And just, I don't know why I wish I could have talked to him. I don't know why she let him go through with it. Maybe, I still think to this day that she probably didn't know that he was going to do it. That like, she talked to him about doing it herself because she was terminal. And that he was going to help her. I don't know that she... I don't. I, I wasn't in either of their heads, and I don't. And dude was a fucking genius. The dude was a fucking genius. But he was he was a genius at pharmaceuticals. He could he could tell you what compound was in any fucking drug. Uh, but he liked drugs. Now, it didn't have to be a narcotic for him to tell you what compound. He was just fucking, he fucking, like a savant of the shit. But he had a drug problem. I am, I am absolutely uh, behind assisted suicide. 100%. That is a cause I stand behind. Dr. Kevorkian. Uh, was a hero, and to this day, that was one of the things, like, 
I, that was in a, a media class I took or something. That was uh, that's where I first learned about the, the the McDonald's woman where she spilled the coffee on her lap. Like everybody thinks that woman was was like a, 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 a had an ambulance chaser lawyer and that she was just out for money. No, McDonald's was negligent. The the, the coffee was was way too fucking hot. They were just they were trying to fucking uh, make money with it. Yeah, he he. Did not do well when he run for ran for Congress, if I remember correctly. He's dead now, isn't he? He's he's been dead for a while, I think. But there there's a documentary about like Doctor Death or something. Yeah, two hundred and twelve degrees resulted in third degree burns. Like they had, they had calculated exactly how hot they could keep the coffee to blow. I can't remember the whole fucking story. But yeah, like, you come into, like, that was one of those cases, like, you come into it, and you've got this preconceived notion, and then when you get all the facts, you're like, oh, wow, I was wrong. Well, the Jack Kevorkian thing was another one of the, like, that's how, like, the media painted him out to be some kind of fucking monster, but that dude was a fucking hero. Deserved, like, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Was it 12 cents per cup? Yeah, I know it was like they had done the math to like how much they could get away with and even like paying out fucking uh, suits and shit was factored into that. Like it was nefarious. But there's just, there's a whole bunch of shit that people have preconceived notions about that like you, you learn the facts and like Dr. Kevorkian was like the, like the nicest fucking old man I wanted to hug him. I don't even know how we got on suicide. Oh, the um, the gun violence. Yeah. But yeah, that's my that's my thoughts on guns. Shoot up drugs, not schools, or parking lots next to you know little league ball games. Then we have uh, Kennedy over here from um, Fox News. Believe it is time for us to eliminate public schools. That he was ostracizing players and, you know, not favoring them if they didn't participate. They, so far, what I have seen, they have not proven that. This will be a very important case for religious liberty, uh, but also maybe a great time in our country's history where we rethink whether or not we have public schools. Maybe we should not have the government involved in education at all uh, so parents and teachers and administrators can make those decisions themselves instead of having the government a good one, Adam. On them because it is the public school aspect of this that is creating the legal challenge. And yeah. what do we do with the people who can't afford private? Like, what does that look like because each state allots some money so they would get that money i would assume is that what florida what wanted vouchers? to do that's what florida yeah did. that's what florida wanted to yeah, do. yeah you could have you could have we could entire you can send your kid to a, a private school if you want to that's your choice their school choice is a weird fucking word or phrase because you already have that choice 
Okay, Amnestic, you want to talk about homeschooling? All right. Oh, fucking hey. You in the Discord? Hop on in! Hey, darling, how are you? I'm doing lovely. Fantastic, uh, I, I love to hear it. Yeah, I just wanted to come in and say, uh, that, you know, fuck homeschooling and, like, private schools and shit like that. Mainly homeschooling, I'm not as ex well-versed in what the fuck goes on in private schools, other than, you know, like, fucking Catholic private schools, shit like that. But, um, good lord, <sighs> homeschooling was just fucking nightmarish, okay? I, I was, I did that my entire fucking life. Ugh. I religious family, right? Yes, very. Oh boy, very. See, okay. The story that I'm aware of, uh, as one of the big contributors to um uh why I got put in uh fucking homeschooling since like, you know, day one, literally I have literally never stepped foot in a school building, like in my life. Really? Yeah, for like any fucking reason. Well you you didn't do any like cause um, you even if you homeschool, you can participate in extracurricular activities. You didn't get to do that? Um, well, I was... <laughs> okay. Alabama law changed when I was about, like, I think seven or eight. Um, that allowed for homeschoolers to participate in sports. And I'm not aware of anything else. I wasn't interested in sports because I just never liked sports. Oh, I thought it was, like, so, all extra extracurricular. Like, you do theater or, you know, fucking, like, something in the arts or academic team or some shit. I'm, I'm not as, I'm not as familiar with the laws, and it may vary from state to state since it was a state law change. Yeah, yeah. For sport, you know, so. I don't fucking know. Especially, like, with competitive things, it may be very different. Well, um, let me let me ask you, like, what was the what was the curriculum like? Did you have a a company that was providing materials? Oh, let me tell you something. Oh, let me give you a fucking story. Yeah, that's, um, I hit on something, didn't I? Oh, I was about to get to this, but if we're going for a ride like this, oh boy, you better you better get you better prepare yourself. Not high enough for this shit is what you're saying. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. Okay, so, um, from beginning of my schooling to, uh, I'm trying to remember, I think it was seventh grade was when I switched over. We had, um, two different, uh, services we used. Uh, one that I used for most of my, like, early schooling, and then when I hit seventh grade, we switched over to a new system. Uh, first one was I, Becca. I, what uh, was it? Becca... It was called a Becca. Uh, a, if you want to Google it, it's A B E K A. Well, no, I've just it's, I've uh, I've made a lot of videos and shit. I've done a lot of work for homeschooling companies, so you might name one oh, I've worked for. You think you might recognize it from? No, I don't. I know that's not one of them. Okay, uh, you may recognize the other one. Um, but basically, a Becca, it's a fairly big one, uh, based in uh, Florida. It's uh, based in. Well, that doesn't uh, surprise me. It's um, run from the uh, Pensacola um, uh, Christian Academy, which is a um, pretty much like full school system, like a full school like ecosystem. 
uh, from like kindergarten up to way up all the way through college. In fact, I actually still get um uh mail stuff from them, advertising their their college tuition shit and all that. You know, um, or like college like a uh, program. And um, worst part is it's actually very affordable. It's just also, from what I understand... Well, I was wondering, if, they, if they're giving you that pipeline, like, is it easy for you to be like be able to get into it? Like, would you consider it? Oh, um, no. No, I would never consider it. Not even for a goddamn second. Uh, oh, 16 Tones apparently um, knows what I'm talking about. Um, but basically... Uh, what was I going to fucking say? I was asking you about um, the curriculum. Yeah, okay, so the curriculum. Okay, so uh, I had a few a few separate classes. Under Rebecca, um, I don't know if... Six, uh, I saw 16 Tones mention that he that they, they were on Rebecca. Um, basically, how I had it was I had um, the books, and then I also had these video classes that were uh, recordings of classes that were, I think, actually made in, like, the early 2000s possibly like late late 90s uh-huh. um and basically um in fact actually i have reason to believe that one of them was one of the uh, grades was made in the late late 90s because uh, according to what i know um actually no wait never mind uh, i just remembered something um but basically uh it was there was a bible class of course you have to have your Bible class. Oh, of course. Um, I went to yeah. private school. We had Bible class. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've actually, I actually had a really good experience. So, like, that, mine, mine is out of the usual. Yeah. I even had one of my teachers on the Troll Patrol once. Oh, damn! Nice. Yeah, salty um, pastor. He's amazing. Oh yeah, I think you've actually mentioned him in the uh, in the four twenty special. I think. Oh yeah, salty um, salty pastor is super cool. I need to have him back on. It's been a while. Yeah, um, oh uh, fuck, um, I'm trying to remember where it was. It He's was also super gay. Bible Bible class, uh, math class, which was pretty normal. Um, language, uh, there was it was called language class. It was just a standard English class. It was an English class, but it would use like biblical examples and shit, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Um, it would either use a uh, biblical examples or like exclusively like for um literary references uh would focus on like very old old english um like poems and like plays and shit was was um, the math like if jesus has two fish and he needs to feed 30,000 people how many how, like was it that kind of shit i don't remember anything like that i, I that doesn't ring a bell it was pretty normal shit um the uh the places where it gets weird is uh history and uh science. I can only um, imagine what the fucking history was like. Oh, it was um I didn't think much of it at the time because I was, you know, fucking 5. Uh but now with thinking back to it and thinking back to all the shit I I saw uh, in those books. Yeah, that thing was literally like might as well have been written by um uh, what's the organization called? Um 
Craig, daughters are you? Of the oh, 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 well, I mean, the daughters of Confederacy did like have a big hand in writing textbooks for a long time. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Is like it basically was that like with the, how the Confederacy or like Civil War era was handled. Oh, absolutely. Was, a lot like, of lost really, cause propaganda, right? Uh, yeah, kind of. It wasn't. It didn't go as far as the like nor war of northern aggression, but like it. <laughs> It, it it lifted the South up a bit. That was the main thing. It didn't like it didn't glorify it. Make the North, yeah, it, it it fortified the image of the South. It didn't like try and make the North look like bad guys. Um, and uh, I'm trying to remember what else. Oh yeah, that's right. I just remember something. Um, what? so the science class it was relatively normal. Uh, no sex ed. I still have yet to receive that proper sex ed in any of my classes ever. Um, I had to Google that shit. Um, I mean, like, I, I can send you some links if you'd like. <laughs> I'm good, man. Thanks. Oh, wait a minute. You scrolled through my links earlier, didn't you? Yeah, I scrolled through your porn, bro. I, I fucking, I did it. Okay, I scrolled through your porn. <laughs> okay, I got your IP address and I scrolled through your your porn. I like strangers, orgies, like and, weird and pansexual orgies that have mixes of different people and stuff in it. Yeah, and then I saw uh, George Conway's face and all of the orgies <laughs> just, just left. It was just left me. All the horny just uh, fucking left me. Oh, uh, that will definitely kill a boner. Yeah, I mean, seeing two faces attached to one face, not not great. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was all right until like the, uh, ending part of, I, th I think it was actually like every textbook had the um, ending, like, I want to say like 20 pages got really weird and was almost like an extension of the Bible class at that point. Like, wait, I what? Explain, go into more detail. Like I, it's, I can barely remember stuff. But, like, I remember reading, like, there was, like, the golden rule and, like, you know, very, like, moral shit in the science class during, like, the last 20 pages of it. Uh, not counting, like, you know, back-end, like, uh, references and stuff. Um, it was like, it had, like, a prologue where it, like, explained shit to you, yeah, like... It was a weird, it was, like, a weird, almost, like, Bible class, again, prologue. Like... Huh. Oh, uh, it was interesting. That's weird that you actually got to the end of a textbook. Like, we never did that in public schools. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I'm trying to remember exactly how the classes were structured. Um, basically, the uh, video would um, just sort of slowly, like, re like, help you through the books, the textbooks. Wait, you had a video you had to watch? Like... Your mom was like wheeling in a, a TV and putting a, a, a VHS and a VCR no, or some shit. No, it, it wasn't quite like that. It was. Well, uh, I mean, you're quite a bit younger yeah, than me, yeah. aren't you? You had DVDs. No, I, I had a website. A whole ass website, bro. I got I got my own like fucking computer thing set up. Oh uh, wait, um, way to make me feel really fucking young or old. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. See, I had the whole ass living room. My dad moved down to the fucking office. I had the whole living room, and I watched my videos, and then it like ran through my books. Okay, 
you 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 are fucking nothing to me. You are a plebeian with your VCR and like all that <laughs> shit. Okay, I am layers beyond you. Dude, okay, I'm talking when I, I was a kid. I've got I've, I've got a high tech setup now. Come on. <laughs> How the fuck you think I do this show? <laughs> Man, people come in here when they find out I don't game on this shit. They like they look angry at me. <laughs> I would be too. I'm I'm vaguely aware of how good your setup is, and I will I want it. I will steal it from you. <laughs> I uh... okay, my, my PC. I actually attempted to run Valorant today. It ran barely. Okay, every time I shot my gun, there was a chance that it would just lag and like drop three frames. In a tack shooter where the time to kill is measured in milliseconds, you know. Sorry. I uh, I assume other than my internet, my internet's the only thing that fucks me up. Betamax. I did not have Betamax. I never came across Betamax. I vaguely heard of Betamax. I, did it just not catch on? No, I didn't. It was like the the competitor to. I think it was Sony. Uh-huh. Had the Betamax, and that's, that's the only reason it was able to survive. Yeah, Oven's got a seventy-inch TV hooked up to this shit. It's off right now. It it it's it illuminates me. <laughs> that's that's yeah, the thing that that's the thing that bothers me the most about my setup is I can't get Steam to play on my TV, and like, why 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 would I play video games over here when I can't get Steam on my TV? Yeah, when I full screen it for some reason, it takes one of the other monitors. That's weird. I assume it would fix it if I made, like, my TV the primary monitor or some shit, but, like... Yeah, either fucks, that or it's a up. setting. There may be a setting in Steam. I, I have Steam. I can look through the settings, but I can't promise you I'd find anything because Steam's a little a little laggy for me. I'm, I don't like Steam very much. I have PlayStation. PlayStation. All right, all right. Let's, mm. let's wrap up. I, I, I've loved your insight into... Uh, uh, homeschooling. I do want to know. Uh, uh, Start craving. Oh asked, wait, I, I didn't, Shakespeare. I Shakespeare didn't, was that too woke? Uh, no, it wasn't. I, I didn't. I didn't mention the uh, the stuff that happened after seventh grade. Hmm. I, I didn't get to that part. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm see, sorry. When seventh? No, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Um, I, I got sidetracked too. Um, after seventh, like during or no, it was like before seventh grade hit. Um, we decided to move over to a new school thing called Monarch. Um, and that one, it didn't have the, well, it had, sometimes it had a video attached to it, but, um, it was, uh, you know, a random thing. It would have like a small, like three minute video. And then in comparison to Becca, which has like full on, like 30 minute videos, um, like, re- like rolling through the textbook. But basically, um, uh, trying to remember, um, it was just like basically just a it was it was the textbook essentially. It was just you know a read a read through textbook uh, that had an, a video attached to it, except it was all digital, no like physical stuff, and it was a lot cheaper because it didn't have that physical component. Oh also, yeah, that makes sense. And also, it wasn't having to act, also try and help pay for the literal school that they have in the middle of Florida. You know. So how long, how um, long ago was this? 
Uh, what'd you say? About how long ago? What, like, what year did you graduate? Um. Oh yeah, that's the that's the fun part. So uh, I'm I'm uh, 18 now. I graduated when I was 16. Oh, you young kid! You're so 15. pure. So pure. Yes. You, you graduated when you're 16. Child. You you have a fucking child moderating your Discord. Do you feel proud yet? You're cool enough. <laughs> You, you ain't you ain't done anything to me yet, and you you've done a good job of keeping the Discord going. So, yeah. I salute you okay. like I salute the people bringing drugs across the border. Yes, <laughs> yes, because I too risk my life to keep the grippers out of the server. But uh, like, are you planning on going to college? I don't fucking know, man. I don't fucking know. I recommend it. You you would you would enjoy being around people in like the art department and shit. Get to college, yeah. you'd meet people that are a lot more like you. Yeah, probably. Especially if you get the fuck out of Alabama. <laughs> I don't know honestly if I need to if I want to leave Alabama. You know, I got a lot of good friends around there. Birmingham's a cool city. Uh, University of Alabama's a good college. Auburn's a good college. Yeah, I've, I've, I actually have a friend in uh, in uh, UAB. You're closer to Auburn than you are UAB, though, aren't you? Uh, no, I, Auburn's. Wait, yeah, I, wait, fuck, where? You might be, like, you might be more in between the two. Yeah, I think I'm about like in between the two. I can never remember where Auburn is. If I'm going to be honest with you, like I'm, I may have lived here all my life, but I don't look at the map of the state that often. You know what I'm saying? I learned it from, like, being the floor director at a TV station, seeing the weatherman. Oh, uh, yes. That that does make a lot of sense. That's how I, that's how I know all the, well, the, all the fucking crazy areas. Well, you see, that there's the problem here. Um, uh, I mainly watched uh, WVTM, and they cut off at, like, close to the top of um, uh, the state, and then, like, almost, like, halfway down. Like, they only show the middle. They show, they show Birmingham... And then, like, all the way to the side and, like, just a general area around Birmingham and all the way to the side on each side. Hey, I was I was saying this in stream the other day. You might not have been here when I did. Like, uh, I was telling everybody how pretty it is to drive into Birmingham. Where you're, like, coming in between the mountains and you're, like, coming down looking into the city because it's kind of in a valley. It's gorgeous, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah. I, I've, I've, been, I've been around Birmingham. I honestly haven't gone there much. I mainly go to, like, fucking... Uh, uh, mo most of the time when I'm going to a big city, it's uh, Chattanooga up in Tennessee on okay. your yearly uh, trip. I've had a lot of fun in Chattanooga. I saw ghosts there a few years ago. Yeah. Chattanooga's a fun place. Almost almost ended up in a rave by accident because uh, we were passing by it as we were leaving pizza joint. If you yeah. if you ever go into the, if you ever go into Chattanooga, I have two recommendations for you: Loopy's Pizza. And uh, community pie. I always go to a place called Aretha Frankenstein's. <laughs> it's a, it is a very small, like little sandwich shop. It is badass. That's, that's Lo Loopy's Pizza. What did you say? Loopy's Pizza. Loopy's Pizza and uh, community pie over in okay. Chattanooga. Okay, I will keep those in mind. You visit Aretha Frankenstein's next time you're there. Yeah, I'll try. 
come on with a name like that. Come on. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll try, man. I, <laughs> I just need to be able to, you know, go out to fucking Chattanooga. Mark Raven says we gotta go. Work. We gotta go down to uh, Birmingham. We gotta we gotta smack somebody. We gotta put some Look. flaming dog shit on her aunt's doorstep. <laughs> I haven't been to Birmingham since the pandemic. I used to go down there like fucking at least once a month. I mean, I'd I'd love to help you, Stark Raving, but um, I I need uh, wait, what the fuck did I just? What the fuck? Okay, I need you. I, I need you to understand something. Um, while we were talking, I just got a notification, and I'm gonna post it in uh the general. It it it. This is what I just got while we were talking. Herpes? What? I'm what? sorry. No. Oh. No. What is this? What is this? I don't know, but that's a the, the uh, yeah Aretha Frankenstein is the name. Aretha Frankenstein's is the name of the cafe. It's like a, it's like a bougie sandwich shop. But uh, I will I will have I will highly recommend that you go sign up for every class action lawsuit you can. <laughs> no, I do it. I do it. All. I got a check for like two hundred dollars just like a, a couple months ago. I can't remember who it was. Uh, EA Sports. EA Sports gave me two hundred dollars. Ticketmaster. I don't fucking. I sign up for these. It's something I do all the time. I sign up for these class action lawsuits. Anything that I've even remotely used, I've got money for drinking milk. I've got money for fuck, fucking Ticketmaster, EA. Fucking sign up for class action lawsuits. Sue I mean, I wouldn't big mind, companies. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't mind uh, taking a little bit of EA's money. I've given them like sixty bucks on Apex Legends alone, man. I, I want I, some of that shit back. Okay, they they took my money. By not having cross progression in Apex Legends, and I can't access my fucking shit on my Switch. I'm okay? sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't have, know anything about Apex. I have such good skins on my Switch account, man. That's a Battle Royal game, right? Yeah. Okay, it's, cool, because uh, I applied for a job, and it asked me what my favorite Battle Royal game was, and I said Apex, because I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's it's a well. It's not a bad one to have as your favorite. Let me tell you. The only problem with it is, uh, is well, EA, uh, EA publishes the game. Okay, Star Craven, hold on, hold on. Star Craven just called me Andrew Lesko. Okay, hold on, uh, Amnestic. Let me let me let you go so I can I can go off on this. Yeah, yeah have fun. Man. I always enjoy talking to you. Thank you for stopping by, and thank you for giving us the insight into uh, into homeschooling. Oh, I'm glad to give it to you, man. Appreciate it. Love your face. God. Oh, wait a minute. You're too young. I don't need to be saying that to you. Yeah, I'm not just fucking saying, man. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night, Amnestic. <laughs> yes, Matthew Lesko is his name. No, there's a Vice documentary about that motherfucker. He's fantastic. What are you talking about? No, he's cool, too. Oh, I, I, I see what you're talking about now. I'm like, get the free money from... <laughs> From the, from the class action lawsuits. No, like, I... I've probably gotten a thousand dollars or more from class action lawsuits just in the last couple of years. I'm sorry, RB. I meant to answer you, and I never got a, I never got a chance, and I forgot about it. <laughs> yes, Curious Who Doesn't Like the I Love Your Face shit. I had, I had stopped saying it, and then, like, it just came out then. 
It just came out then. I'm sorry. So, we were talking before uh, uh, getting on the homeschool topic. That was Kennedy was saying we need to eliminate public schools. The story she was talking about was the story about the coach in Washington who uh, was praying at a football game. He got fired in 2015, and his case is before the Supreme Court right now. Apparently, the Supreme Court majority was sympathetic to a coach who played uh, who prayed at midfield. The questions about Joe Kennedy's actions and the school district's uh, reasons for disciplining him might lead to a narrow resolution. Oh my God, motherfucker. Kneeling in front of the Supreme Court. This is former Bremerton High School assistant football coach Joe Kennedy. Supreme Court's conservative justices seemed sympathetic on Monday to a former high school football coach who lost his job after leading post-game prayers at midfield. But the path to a decision is complicated by both the coach's actions and the school district's purported reason for disciplining him. Joseph A. Kennedy's lawyer said the assistant coach was asking only for a private moment to take a knee and express gratitude to God on the gridiron after a game. But lawyer Paul D. Clement acknowledged that Kennedy's actions at Bremerton High School near Seattle had at times gone far beyond that, including leading, prayer, or leading players and others in prayer. Richard B. Kotsky, representing the Bremerton School District, said officials had an obligation to protect students from being coerced into religious activity they do not want. But justices said that they might uh, be rationalization because the official's complaint to Kennedy was that his actions would be seen as government speech, violating constitutional commands against government endorsement of religion. Maybe a case about facts and not really much about law, said Justice Stephen J. or G. Breyer. I don't know why I fucked that up. Fuck you, Breyer. Beginning his last week of oral arguments before his scheduled retirement, in general, Breyer and the court's other two liberals seem to think Bremerton officials had tried to accommodate Kennedy's prayer uh, request to pray silently after games, but that what he really wanted was a public platform to involve players and the greater community. Questions from the court's conservatives indicated that they believe the school district has misread the court's precedents regarding government endorsement of religion and perhaps were hostile to such demonstrations. Old pube can Justice Clarence Thomas, who should be impeached, questioned whether Kennedy would have been disciplined if he had taken a knee during the national anthem to protest racism. Justice Samuel A. Alito Jr. questioned Katsky, a legal director at Americans United for Separation of Church and State, about other political activism. Suppose when Coach Kennedy went out to the center of the field, all he did was wave a Ukrainian flag. Would you have fired him? Kotsky said the school district could discipline a coach for such actions because it doesn't want its events taken over for political speech. There is the school district rule that says that Alito demanded. Case brings complicated questions about the ability of public employees to live out their faith and the government's competing responsibility to protect school children from coercion and to remain neutral on the subject of religion. It calls for examining the interplay between the First Amendment's Establishment Clause, which forbids government endorsement of religion, and its Free Speech and Free Exercise Clause, which prohibit government restraints on the private observance of religion. 
He is acting as an agent of the state. He works for the school. So Joe Kennedy is obscured at the center in blue, surrounded by Centralia High School football players as they kneel and pray with him on the field after their game against Birmingham High School, where Kennedy worked in Washington State in 2015. So, here's the angle I'm going to take on this, and this one might surprise you. I'm going to end this right now. I'm going to end this and show how the coach was in the wrong. He says he has a right to express his faith. But what does his faith say? These are red letters in the Bible. I want you to know that this came straight from Jesus' mouth. You, you don't see it on the screen. Matthew 6, 5. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room. Close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask. The verse clearly says, Jesus Commanding you not to make a show of prayer. And if you ask me, trying to pray after your football games is making a show of prayer. And taking a case involving you trying to play after football games all the way to the United States Supreme Court is a show of prayer. Going to your little fucking uh, um, hearing and and. Kneeling in front of the Supreme Court like that. That is making a show of prayer. I don't even know why this is an issue. Jesus isn't on your side, buddy. Not only is it against our laws, it's against your own fucking religion, dude. Pack it up. Kiss my ass. I was having that argument with somebody earlier today, and they said, oh, well, we'll continue to pray for you. And my response to them was, uh, my meme, it is a meme that I made of one of my jokes that I tell on stage. This woman said that she would pray for me. I told her that she was going to murmur my name to herself to at least do it while masturbating. That way at least one of us gets something out of it. Anytime anybody tells me they're going to pray for me, I take the opportunity to post this. Some dude was like, yoink, that's mine now. I'm like, please share out my meme. Can't say I love your face. I've, I've, I have been uh, chided for that. 
This is a man by the name of Zuby. I've talked about Zuby before. You'll see Zuby quotes on a lot of right-wing media. Like, they share his shit out all the fucking time. To be honest with you, I've never even heard 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 him speak. I've never heard what he has to say. I've never heard any of his music. But I've seen his fucking tweets shared out by the right wing non-stop. So Zuby for PragerU is going to tell us how a viral moment led to a moment, a movement for truth. How did we get here? People say, oh my gosh, the world is going crazy. And I'm like, it's got here because of your silence. Because you were silenced. You were cancel cultured. I was born in the UK, in England specifically, to Nigerian parents, and I grew up in Saudi Arabia. I lived there for about 19 or 20 years in total. My childhood was great. Honestly, it was amazing. I'm from an amazing family. I grew up in a great place, and somewhere that was very truly diverse, where from a very, very young age, I was encountering all sorts of different people. And I think that's a core thing that really sort of shaped my perspective and the way that I see the world even now as an adult. None meme in the discord. So I've really been heavily exposed to four cultures in particular. So Saudi Arabia, the UK, um, USA, because I was actually in an American school up until fifth grade. People always get confused by my wing people quote him all the time in school for such a long time. And then, um, of course, Nigeria as well. Ibo specifically, I, you know, I did really well in school. I got accepted to Oxford University. So it's kind of strange that I ended up becoming a professional musician. Funnily enough, when I was a kid, I didn't actually like music. I didn't particularly like music. I didn't start listening to it until I was 12 or 13. And I got stuck in an airport in Paris and I had about a 24 hour layover. I was by myself, I was bored. I had my MP3 player at the time and my headphones and a pen and a pad. And I just started writing down some lyrics and I was like, oh, okay, this is something I can do it. I just kept writing and I started recording stuff into my phone, just recording acapellas. And I played it to some of my, my siblings and my cousins and they were like, oh, cool, you know, Zuby can rap. And then I got back to university and one of my friends, Chris, actually had a basic recording studio in his dorm room. So I'd go in there, download beats off of the internet and I just started recording tracks. And I actually released my first album when I was still in university. And it was an eight track album. I put it all together, made a few. Usually it doesn't take me long to come across a Zuby quote on my timeline. And I was just flipping through because I was like, hey, it won't take me long. It's all Elon Musk right now. So sorry. CDs to begin with started out with just 50. Sold them all in about a week. All Elon Musk. CD, building up a bit of a name for myself. That was when it went from just a hobby to something I was earning some income from and that people liked and were demanding and people were coming to my shows. Ended up selling over 25,000 albums just independently, hand-to-hand in the UK. I've grown my audience from virtually nothing up to, you know, million-plus followers currently on social media. And it's been a long way. I feel like I've still got a long way to go with everything I'm doing. But there's been a lot of work that's been put into it, and I'm excited about the future. I don't love conflict, but I don't shy away from it. I quite like arguing. I quite like debates. Some people are just more agreeable, and they don't... Debate me, motherfucker! ...rock the boat or, uh, you know, say something that potentially could upset somebody out there or somebody out there might disagree with. I don't mind doing that. I'm happy to do that. Sometimes I, I, I like it, and I like to have my ideas challenged 
because it makes me sharper. And I don't want to be wrong. I, I'm seeking the truth. Do you? Do you? And I'm happy to say, I don't know. I'm happy to say I was wrong. If I have a belief and someone comes with new facts or data or just a better argument, I'm happy to go, hmm, you've got a good point there. Let me let me adjust. He's a bad take factory, that's, that's for sure. Comes from. And in order to get that, you have to be willing to go through those uncomfortable conversations or have those ideas. I'm going to gonna, I'm gonna show you what his Twitter looks like. Seeker and someone who's just trying to understand the world and understand the human condition. As far as I'm concerned, while I'm here on this earth, one of my missions is to do my best to understand that and not attacking everybody who dares challenge your belief, which is we have way too much of that right now, or not be willing to talk to someone because they might challenge. Hold on. Like, Where is Every he? time someone does that, they're literally missing an opportunity to make themselves smarter, wiser, and more empathetic, and to make themselves a better person. So a big turning point for me was in February 2019. I posted a nine-second video of me doing a 230-kilogram deadlift, and I said, I keep hearing about how biological men have no strength advantage over women, so watch me destroy the British women's deadlift record without trying. P.S. I identified as woman. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's how he started. Woman whilst lifting the weight, don't be a bigot. I just put that out there like I put out a lot of other content. I didn't think that it was going to become this huge global viral phenomenon. Oh, it's almost like there's a bunch of bigots out there. And get millions of views. And I think what's interesting with that is it wasn't just that individual piece of content that went viral. I myself was able to go viral through it. So it was a strange introduction to me, but that's how Zuby came on a lot of people's radar. When I speak, when I write, when I make songs, me uh and by the way i'm leading somewhere here what what i'm blocked oh my god this motherfucker blocked me he loves to hear other ideas he loves to be challenged you know, i'll tell you why he blocked me here in a second he blocked me today he blocked me today because i wasn't blocked this morning because i was asking him questions damn zuby man you love to be questioned don't you you love to be challenged. I often don't want to specifically tell people what to think, but I want people to think. People forgotten that freedom and- Don't seem like it. Actually, the default is authoritarianism. The fight for freedom is not something that just happened back in 1940 or whatever, and now we've got it forever. It's like, no, there's always going to be the authoritarian creep. The role of the government, the state is always going to expand and overreach and people need to be continually pushing back against that. I am pushing back against you, motherfucker. This is absurd. The notion that everybody or most people deeply care about the color of other people's skin or their ethnic origin, it's, it's nonsensical. I just want to be viewed as... No, we care about the systems that have kept people in oppression for years and the way that has effects on our society. It has nothing... They, Right-wingers always take everything back to the individual because it, it relieves them of responsibility for the system that they have created. As Zuby, right? I'm me. I'm an individual. One of the least interesting things about me is that I am melanated. 
yes, my family background is from Africa. So lo and behold, I have certain characteristics. Wow. It says nothing about the person. It's not interesting. What does it say about character? Nothing. What does it say about beliefs? Nothing. What does it say about your individual experiences? Nothing. People I hang out with, people I like or dislike, it's totally based. It's all based on their, their character and their behavior. That's the and world we're aiming for, sir. Not only is it false, it's also negative, especially if you're pushing this on children. You're actually giving them a really warped and twisted worldview, which is going to harm them in the long term. I straight up reject it and I challenge it when when I see it, that's something I'll like I'll jump in on it and I'll be like, no, that's I not. got some statistics for you. Some I don't like say a lot these days. I would feel really weird arguing with a black man about racism. I don't know if I would take that challenge, but go shit. How did we get here? People say, Oh my gosh, the world is going crazy. And I'm like, it's got here because of your silence. That's how it got here. So if you continue to remain silent, if you continue to play games, if you continue to do and say things you know do not make sense or are not right, where do you think it's going to be in five years? Where do you think it's going to be in 10 years? In fact, if you have children, think about the world you want them to inherit. Do you want your children to grow up in a world where they have less freedom? No, right? You, you, you want your... Yeah, yeah. Think about the world that you want your children to inherit. Children to grow up in a world with more liberty and more prosperity and more opportunity. And we've seen many times in history what happens when people go along with things that are wrong and unethical. And so we need to remember and have some humility that we are not so much wiser that every, than everyone who came before us, that we're suddenly immune to all of these mental and cognitive flaws or that we're immune to groupthink or going along with the herd or that, um, you know, cowardice even. I think there's a pandemic of cowardice right now. And I just think if everybody could be 10%, 20% more bold and forthright and outspoken in the face of nonsense or in the face of things that are... Let's see what you consider bold. Let's see what kind of voices you promote. Let's see what kind of nonsense you're trying to take down, sir. The Denver gunman left behind a digital trail of violent alt-right hate. A Denver area man who went on a shooting rampage. This was December 29th is when this story was published. Targeted the victims and left behind an online profile full of hate, according to reports. What does this have to do with Zuby? Zuby had this man on his show. He promoted his book. Why did Zuby block me on Twitter? Because I asked him if he had apologized for platforming the man that shot up Denver. That's why Zuby blocked me on Twitter. He doesn't like to be challenged. Lyndon McLeod, a former owner of a tattoo shop, killed five people before being shot to death himself. According to the Denver Post, McLeod, 47, released one of three novels in 2018 that had a character who committed a murder at an apartment complex, which was nearly identical to one of the shootings in Monday's deadly shooting spree. Guess what? I do believe that's the book he was promoting on Zuby. According to a Daily Beast study of social media posts, McLeod appeared to be an author committed to alt-right ideologies, which include violence. 
The report revealed McLeod was an author dedicated to alt-right philosophies, including masculine supremacy, contrarian COVID-19 beliefs, and targeted violence against the weak. Police Chief Paul Pazin told reporters at a press conference that the gunman had been on the radar of law enforcement before the violent outburst. According to the Daily Beast investigation, McLeod seemed to routinely use snippets from his work to commit uh, to comment on current events in his posts, such as COVID disinformation uh, meme on Twitter, starring Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg and Microsoft founder Bill Gates. Billionaires were discussing their strategy to the pandemic in the meme, which was shared on May 1st of last year. Gates was praised for van, uh, mandated vaccines, while Zuckerberg was praised for an injectable nanoworm. Leod, who was shot by a Lakewood cop on Monday, reportedly replied to the photo with a remark from one of his series' characters. It's not really a worm so much, however, understand the point. According to the Daily Beast, right-wing rapper and social media sensation, Newsby Azubuzi Azduzi, better known by his stage name, Zuby. Oh, is it McCloud? I'm sorry. Doobie welcomed McCloud on his podcast in 2019 to discuss one of his books. Though he admitted he had not read the book, the host stated it was currently blowing up. I I I have went on this rant before. I'm sorry. The cloud. Yeah, probably not the best uh, phrase, but. How was Zuby to know the dude was going to like go on to shoot up Denver? Couldn't possibly be the ideology he was espousing. All right, so this is a story I mentioned on Sunday. Woman in Texas was set to be executed tomorrow. A stay has been issued. She will not face the death penalty. Lucio, a mother of 14 children who is set to be executed Wednesday in the death of her two-year-old daughter, Mariah. Her case will be sent back to a lower court to look at what Lucio says is new evidence that will clear her. In a short statement, she says, I'm grateful the court has given me the chance to live and prove my innocence. Mariah is in my heart today and always. So here's the deal. Here's why this was such a high profile and controversial decision and case. Lucille was convicted of capital murder 14 years ago. Prosecutors said she physically abused her daughter and that Mariah had bruises, a head injury, an untreated broken arm. But defense attorneys, Lucille's lawyers, say the case was built on false medical evidence and a coerced confession. Unfortunately, Abbott didn't do it. All over the country. Even it was the courts. Kardashian, who called today's ruling... The, quote, best news ever. Danny Stavalos is joining me now. And Danny, one of her lawyers today says this decision signaled the court's willingness to find. I'm going to try to buck that trend, war machine. I'm going to try to buck that trend. I will I will never sell out. I don't give a shit about money, so that makes it a hell of a lot easier. Finally, hear Melissa's side of the story. The New York Times has framed this whole case as kind of a rare example. Yes, thankfully. 
in a state like Texas, which is fairly polarized. This is a good story as opposed to me like ranting about her. Decided to give her a stay of execution after she spent this time coming up on the death penalty tomorrow. It's not a rare case when you talk about coerced confessions leading to conviction, Mm -hmm. but you're absolutely right that this is a rare case in which folks. From all over the government, different sides of the legislative aisle, they all seem to agree that this is a case that deserves don't, a closer second look. Don't read the comments under any of the stories. I've made that mistake. Uh, people are horrible. Look, and in reviewing the documents, this seems to me like a relatively common case of law enforcement getting tunnel vision early in a case based on their subjective impressions of how uh, credible the suspect is and narrowing in on a suspect very early. And from there, confirmation bias just flies in. And it's very easy to come up with all kinds of testimony, including from a medical examiner, that's consistent with that initial impression. And now that her case is getting sent back to lower court, is there new evidence they could get here they might not have had before? Is that how this would work? It it depends procedurally on what that new evidence would be. It generally has to be something that was not available at the time of trial. But they have several other grounds, which are that the original testimony was allegedly falsified, including potentially by the medical examiner. So these are all grounds that that could possibly uh, result in a new trial or vacating the conviction. So, I mean, look, in appellate work, You know, everything's a long shot, but getting a second chance is still a second chance. She's still in the game. Lucia would have been the first Latina woman ever executed by Texas, the first woman who had been put to death in that state since 2014. That surprises me. You had mentioned the sort of support that she'd gotten. Can you talk a little bit more about that, right? It's not just Kim Kardashian. It's lawmakers. I figured Texas had, like, punched that card all the time. Like, fucking shit. I figured they'd filled up their, like, death penalty card with every different race and background. they put everybody to fucking death. It's Texas. Two politicians on both sides of the aisle. Lawmakers and conservative Republican lawmakers, which is a rarity. I mean, I don't have data on this, but generally speaking, it's not Republican lawmakers that, uh, that are particularly interested in wrongful convictions or exonerations. I shouldn't say it. I mean, I think they all are. Look. Even DA's offices now have wrongful conviction units, and those are growing uh, Good. day by day. So there really is a movement to reexamine past convictions. Not just well, thank office, fucking God, because we get it wrong all the time in this DA's fucking country. That may have convicted the defendant. So, I mean, we're definitely moving in a positive direction uh, for these wrongful conviction exoneration cases. What is your reaction? I am relieved for her tonight. I was going to try to make it through the end of the show before refilling my drink. But then I looked at what was coming up and I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to be able to do that. We got one story left and you guys know what it is. Uh, spoiler alert. I mean, content warning. I'm not high enough or I'm too high. I don't know which one it is. Probably not high enough for Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino going to tell us all about Elon Musk and how it's going to make all of our liberal heads explode. Time here, folks. I never waste your time. I love you too much. You've been so great to me. I told you yesterday they run a real risk.
He he never wastes our time. That's why I chose his seven and a half minute clip as opposed to Ben Shapiro's thirty five minute clip. Ben Shapiro spent thirty five fucking minutes talking about Elon Musk buying Twitter. Musk is sabotage, sabotage right now. Bloomberg article yesterday: Twitter locks down product changes after agreeing to the Musk bid. The Musk bid. Listen, this was not done by a few ham and eggers in a garage. Elon Musk brought in professionals to do this takeover. He is not going to buy a company. Ham and eggers. Billion. Ham and eggers. Fucking Bobby Heenan used to call like jobbers in wrestling ham and eggers all the time. That's the only time I've ever heard anybody use that phrase was Bobby Heenan. And then let them just sabotage the platform. So they've locked the changes. I told you that yesterday. That was going to be a serious concern. The tech investor myself, not nearly on the scale of Elon, but that's always a big concern. Now, if they do that, of course, they open themselves up to possible, civil, definitely civil liability, but likely criminal liability, too, depending on the extent what? of the damage and what they did. So more updates yesterday. Again, a monstrous story. Their primary censorship tool on the left, Twitter, where all the reporters are uh, now. Elon Musk owns it, private company now. Again, I told you, the likelihood was that Trump would not go back to Twitter. Go back and listen to the show. It's Fox News. Trump will not return to Twitter, even as Elon Musk purchases platform. We'll begin using his he own will. social. He will. It's only a matter of time. Tune in. You're always a week ahead of the news cycle. Did I not say that last week? No, week Twitter is not fuck profitable. Now, listen, Will, if he runs for office, they will likely do some campaign account, which would just be smart. But And it is... It is certainly not profitable at the stock price that Elon Musk bought it for. Like me, where I maintain a personal account on Twitter, but my personal thoughts, like we'll send articles, links to the show. You get what I'm saying? This has been very unclear. And I'm again, it's my fault for being unclear about my, my position on Twitter. If I have to blog on something and I have a thought I want to put out there, which I do a lot, like sometimes two or three times a day, which for me is a lot. I you go, have thoughts? Trump will probably do the same thing. They'll probably start a campaign account, campaign updates. That would just be smart, right? But his thoughts, how he feels about something, you're going to have to go to truth. I said that a couple weeks ago. And that's why all the people asking yesterday, I got a lot of solicitations from media folks and others asking me questions about stuff. Hey, what does this do to true social? Does this crush truth social? I said, How? True Social has the most important microblogger in the world. Trump. Truth Social is already a failure. I wouldn't be surprised that, like, Elon bought it too? <laughs> or some other media entity purchases it? Or if it just ends up to be a fucking scam they abandon? I don't, I don't know what's going on with Truth Social, but it ain't doing so hot. I, about 5-10% of the traffic on Twitter, folks is about Donald Trump. Where Trump goes, social media goes. We, ah. Truth Social, the conservative ecosystem has Trump. So no, I don't see how this hurts Truth Social at all, despite the left's eagerness for this thing to go away. Now, one thing I discussed too before, Musk owning Twitter puts big tech in a real bind. I'm going to do a monologue on my show this weekend about the real power centers in tech and unfiltered. Saturday night, please don't miss it. It's super important. The Apple App Store, I can't emphasize to you enough. 
is a huge play here. If they ban your app, they can basically destroy your platform. Let's talk about Truth Social for a second since he brought it up. Truth Social executive Devin Nunes has very sad Fox Business interview amid news of Elon Musk's Twitter deal. Do we have video? Come on. Do we have video? Yes. Musk as early as today. Let's say hypothetically this guy acquires Twitter. Is President Trump going to go back on Twitter? Well, I can only report uh, what he said. He said he really doesn't have an interest in going on Twitter. And my, and my guess is that would be that would continue to be the same. I mean, look, until you get in there and that company and wipe out everything that's been happening there for the last several years, uh, I just see Twitter right now is nothing but a PR wire. Uh, it's it's got a global footprint, but there's just nobody there. And I mean, and how do you yeah. explain how we have more engagement on True Social than they have on Twitter? That's what you made it up. You made it up. Or you got a bunch of bots. I can't imagine that's the truth. There is no fucking way. According to Nunez, True Social is not struggling. Actually, he went on to claim offering no evidence that True Social has more engagement than Twitter. No fucking way. I was trying to get some metrics on it. Truth Social's download numbers are very bad, and the high number of user complaints also doesn't exactly lend themselves to the idea that Truth Social has more engagement than Twitter. Apparently, apparently the uh, the uh, engagement is from users complaining about it. The San Francisco Gate says Nunes is always welcome to open the Truth Social's books. So there you go, Bongino. Platform. Believe me, I went through it with Parler. Okay? Now they have a problem. Because if, Musk's, if Musk institutes a free speech policy at Twitter, in other words, if it's not illegal, you can post it, then the App Store bans Twitter? What are they going to do? Have people rush over to... Okay, uh, the App Store won't ban Twitter, but advertisers will flee from it. If they allow anything like child porn like no ain't nobody gonna ain't nobody gonna want to be on that platform ain't nobody gonna want to be on that platform Dan Bongino the social uh to true social and parlor you, you you guys get it am I just making sense yeah there's nothing they no. can do right what are you gonna do ban musk and leave the only options out there for microblogging the truth and parlor come on they, they, this is why Musk has them all short ones. Ah, cup check. He's got everybody all a big tech now by the short one. God, you're stupid. You're stupid, Dan Bongino. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? I've seen a lot of people on Twitter being like, hey, we devalued Tumblr. We can do it to Twitter. Here's what you got to do. So, mmm. And by the way, it was a total victory for Elon. Total. Total. Even left-leaning Axios. How Musk won. They know we still don't know exactly what happened behind the scenes, but Twitter's board capitulated. Musk never raised his price for the company. Twitter also was unable to secure a go shop agreement that would have allowed the company to solicit better superior bids. 
And it doesn't sound, this is even better, folks. It doesn't sound like the Twitter board got any operational concessions at all. Like maintaining employee levels or the ban on former President Trump. They got nothing. 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 Uh, 46 billion? 48 billion? What was it? I knew it. I knew I was waiting for you to do it. They got nothing. No, they cashed the fuck out, you idiot. I knew it. I can, like, read your mind. You will. You will get nothing. The smells exhortation. And you will like it. They got nothing. They got almost $50 billion. Now, where do I always go for the leftist craziness in the morning? It's become a... Do you think the shareholders give a shit what the platform does when they leave? They got their money. They don't care. Elon is the one with the political agenda here, Bongino. They just want to... The shareholders of Twitter just want to make fucking money. You fucking idiot. You don't know how anything works. Exactly. They got billions of dollars. A morning routine for me. Playbook. They should call it political playbook. Uh, uh, parentheses. Meltdowns on the left chronicled in lifetime. Political playbook this morning. Hilariously, hilariously, they've got to take a shot at true social. Here, they, they because they can't. They can't take the fact that the platform has been not just a success, but a phenomenal success. I'll actually produce phenomenal success. Crazy. These playbook people are. Now, I can't, like, I'm not on Truth Social, so I can't, I, I don't regularly go there if I am on there. I think I tried to sign up, and, it, like, it fucking didn't work or some shit, and I was like, fuck this place. So, I can't say that it's a success. I can't tell you what the platform is like. I can tell you what Rumble, BitChute, Odyssey, I can tell you what all those fucking dickwad fucking sites are like. I can't tell you what Truth Social is like. I can tell you what Parler's like, Gitter. They say Republicans, we spoke, predicted that Trump won't be able to resist the urge to see retweets and likes on his post. They're saying he's going to go back to Twitter, right? Then they note. He will. Stay on truth he social? will. Sure. But that platform has been something of a disaster. Trump himself seems to realize this and has posted on it only once. Yes, Trump yeah. is not posting. You know that? You guys know it's been a disaster? He's yeah. got like 10,000 followers on it. Yeah, it's been a total disaster. Why, why, why isn't Trump I posting? I went to the app store this morning and I, I saw this. What is that? Top free apps. Truth Social, number one. Twitter, yeah. number two. What a disaster. He said, Joe, what a disaster. It's disaster. Hey, Dan, most phones I mean, come with Twitter gosh, installed. You don't need to go to the fucking app store. Number one app in its category. Number one app in the world. What a disaster. How did they? My gosh, you playbookers, man. Journalism. Got such good journalism, Rachel Bade and Eugene Daniels. You guys, did you guys get your degree from Denny's, like fact checker Bill McCarthy? What a disaster. Total disaster, True Social's been from the start. Here's another one. Uh, here's me on Truth. I've only been on the platform since February 14, 2022. It's April 26, so just a few months. 950,000 followers. I guarantee a lot of them are bots. Because I only took this screenshot from my phone. A little bit ago, I'm sorry. Uh, Nine sixty six. We're right. at sixty. We're at sixteen thousand more, Joe. Just in the hour or so since. Uh, what a disaster! It is. What a monstrous. What a terrible sight. Oh, I bet it's full of bots. I bet it's so full of bots. They're trying to and, and like 
they're trying to make it look like a lot of people are on there because they want people to come and join. Ain't gonna happen. Fuck Truth Social. I guarantee it's bots. Let's go to one of my new favorite people to pick on in the conservative media sphere. She keeps getting shared out by Charlie Kirk, so she's she's gotten uh, uh, picked up in the in, in the echo chamber. This is conservative mama, and how how she went from just posting videos that were getting less views than uh, I'm getting to posting videos that are getting you know reshared by Charlie Kirk. In just a matter of a couple months, it's kind of wild. Especially since she ain't that good. We've been very disappointed by some of the videos we've watched with conservative mama. Let's see what she has to say about Elon Musk buying Twitter. Apparently she is mocking a leftist with this video. Yeah, that's my, uh, that's my new Tesla. She's a beauty, real beauty. Best looking electric car out there. I mean, honestly, <laughs> that Elon Musk, he is, he's remarkable. Really a remarkable, remarkable guy. I mean, let's, uh, let's save the planet, right? <laughs> let's save the planet. First off, this is what's called a straw man argument. Okay, I have never been a fan of Elon Musk. I have ran him down. You can go back. You can't go back on my Facebook anymore because I got banned, but like all the way back. 2010, 2011, 2012, I'm sure I am fucking bitching about that idiot. So, sorry ma'am, leftists aren't like this. Wow, are you guys, are you guys seeing this? Did you guys see what just happened? Elon Musk just successfully relanded a rocket. This is, this is historic. This is unbelievable. This is, this is incredible. This guy's like a, he's like a real life. Iron Man. Never said that. Every step of the way, I was always like, this is bloated, this is overpriced, NASA could do it cheaper and better. Fuck Elon Musk. Yeah, Vladimir Putin is evil. He is an evil person. But did you see what Elon Musk did? He helped send Starlink satellites over Ukraine so that the people in Ukraine could get internet. And he did it all out of the goodness of his heart. Oh my god, he gave it to him for free. He just don't know he didn't. Also a scam. He's getting money from the government. He's just such a good guy. I I don't think we No, 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 PR. Really? I mean, there's there's other topics of conversation we can have. (laughs) I mean, the guy is advocating for free speech. Free speech! That is going to ruin our democracy. Ruin it! I hate Elon Musk. I hate him. I mean, there's there's normal hate, and then there's there's Elon Musk hate. I just, I just think that there's other topics of conversation we can have. Okay. That was horrendous. There was nothing funny about it. There was no redeeming quality. All of the shots looked like shit. Her acting was shit. Holy fuck. I I wish you people could feel embarrassment. I can't believe you willingly put that on the internet for people to watch. And I can't believe 1,524 people 
actually upvoted that shit. Oh, God. It's weird that she mentions free speech, though. He's for free speech. Free speech. Free speech. Why would anybody be against free speech? Why would anybody be against free speech? Elon Musk fired any Tesla employees who disagreed or got in his way. Just like Zuby, who said he likes to be challenged. He doesn't. He fucking blocked me. Elon Musk isn't for free speech. It's just a marketing ploy. Mid-April tweet from Elon Musk that implied firing 12 floors of people was a good idea was greeted as part of the gadfly billionaire's hyperbolic way of taking over Twitter. But a book about Musk suggests that there could be a bit of truth to that concept and reveals that behind the se- or behind the self-declared free speech absolutist lies an autocrat. The book, Power Play, Tesla, Elon Musk, and the Bet of the Century by Tim Higgins of the Wall Street Journal will not be a comfort to Twitter employees who may find their woke cocoon shattered if the deal reached by Musk to buy Twitter moves forward to become reality. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I am reading from the Western Journal here. They're talking about woke cocoons and shit. The book portrays Musk as quick to fire those who crossed a line that only he knew existed. Musk always made it clear that he was the boss, holding contractors and managers accountable. By 2017, he was also prowling the factory floor, according to the book. He'd always been quick to fire people, but it had historically been through managers, not in person. Now it might be whomever whomever he came across on the factory floor. So he he just fires people for no reason. The book relates incidents that go back to uh, 2006 when Musk summarily booted Tesla's head of marketing and its public relations firm. Mark Goldberg, a Morgan Stanley banker, said that in the run-up to Tesla's IPO launch in 2010, Musk made it clear that those who did not get things done would be booted. I don't have time for this. The book quoted him as saying, I've got to launch the fucking rocket. The book also noted that in one incident... Musk was irate about a problem whose solution was proposed by a factory worker. Musk berated the worker's manager that is totally unacceptable that you had a person working in your factory that knows the solution and you don't even know that. Musk is quoted as saying before firing the head of the factory. Jesus. This doesn't even go to into his labor practices retaliating against people on Twitter. The blogger that had an order for a Tesla that, uh, what, he mocked Elon or some shit and Elon, uh, uh, revoked his order. I could have found a better piece. I'm sorry I didn't read it in advance. And there's all the, uh, discrimination lawsuits multiple employees have already won already won their lawsuits for discrimination against tesla but hey that didn't stop twitter founder jack dorsey from posting a radiohead song to express his feelings about elon musk elon is the singular solution i trust dorsey writes i trust his mission to extend the light of consciousness jack dorsey is a fucking idiot clearly 
and the light of consciousness. These fucking these these rich assholes. They aren't very bright. They just got money. And I hate the fact that he used uh, Radiohead's track, Everything in the Right Place. One of my least favorite Radiohead songs until I saw Radiohead live in 2018. And holy fuck, that song is amazing live. Holy goddamn shit. The entire fucking arena vibrated. RB Musk doesn't have a brain. He's a complete fucking moron. Hold on. Hold on. Everything in its right place. Oh, let me go to Twitter here. Oh, hold on, hold on. I've got the meme. I've got the meme. Give me give me one second, RB. I've got it here for you. I saw Producer Dave posted earlier. This is a tweet. It's a real tweet. And it proves how goddamn dumb Elon Musk really is. Here you go. Here you go. Oh, Jesus. The coming year's boring company will attempt to build a working hyperloop. From a known physics standpoint, this is the fastest possible way of getting from one city center to another for distances less than 2,000 miles. Starship is faster for longer journeys. Hyperloop for us, then. BR is just an hour north of NOLA, and it would be helpful, especially during hurricane evacuations. Elon Musk responds, underground underground tunnels are immune to surface weather conditions. Subways are a good example, so it wouldn't matter to Hyperloop if a hurricane was raging on the surface you wouldn't even notice. I don't even have to show you the pictures to show how fucking dumb that is, right? Every Everyone knows already what I'm getting ready to do, right? There is the subway <laughs> after hurricane conditions in New York City. Here's another one. Elon Musk is a fucking idiot. He is a dumb person's idea of a smart person. Exactly. Exactly, RB. They didn't do too well. Also, if you watch the video of the Hyperloop when they put it in in Las Vegas, it still has traffic jams. It's still, it's a one lane fucking tunnel that still had traffic jams. Elon Musk is dumb. Also, this morning on the freaking news, I uh, I did the story of Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter. I used a Grimes song. I did that very purposely. Unfortunately, no one noticed. 
Also, like, I had to sit there and look at a list of grime songs. Like, how can I make this fit this story? Because <laughs> I really wanted to use a grime song. Oh, Sky Comet, when I tell you that, holy shit. His family owned an emerald mine in apartheid South Africa. Where they used slave labor. Elon Musk is a South African. (laughs) That is where Elon's fortune came from. Fortunately, the, the, all the money to finance Tesla and SpaceX came from the U.S. government for some fucking reason. <sighs> but enough being upset. Here's something to cheer you up. <coughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Catch up. Catch up. Come on. Come on. Come on. This is too fucking cute. Oh, because he's a rich man that walked around with emeralds in his pocket. Apparently, she was upset that she did not have her mate with her. I believe are these two jaguars? They big kitties. Look how adorable. Oh, oh, they're cheetahs. Well, they are fucking gorgeous. <laughs> Isn't it impossible, RB? Exactly right. <coughs> Apparently she was lonely, though, and she wanted some company. come hug you I'd come love on you baby I would die like that let's let's just be clear you know it is possible that Justin Freegan will die from a big kitty I will be perfectly happy if I die trying to hug a big kitty. I'm just saying. Don't lose any sleep if you find out I died of fucking with a big kitty. Not fucking with it. I was. I would. I would try to love on it. I'd try to pet it. see Patrick. Patrick Creates is on. uh, He says he's doing art, but it looks like he's watching food videos, but I think you guys like both of those. I always try to drop you guys in when he's doing art, because he's fucking talented as shit. 
So if you are watching on Twitch, you're going to head over to Patrick J Creates. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol live. Oh, I think the raid went through. Uh, maybe? I tried, fucking... Says I'm already raiding him. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. None of this makes any sense. Good night, everybody.